Racing HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Good morning to you. First of the first 2023. Happy New Year. Whatever you're doing, whatever you did last night, however you saw the New Year in, hope you had a bit of fun doing it around the place. You might have got down to know, wherever you were and had a bit of a look at some of the fireworks. I know we did that last night. Got the kids down to, to Coogee. It was packed down there last night and uh, a really good fireworks display and at about 10 past nine, we wandered back home, but it was um, good fun and uh, whatever you did to see in the new year, uh, welcome to 2023. And of course, when we say welcome to 2023 in a public holiday, that means welcome to another busy day around the racetracks of Australia. And uh, again, over the next uh, five and a bit hours, we'll try and give you the right information to find a few winners around the place. Our interviews yesterday went pretty well, hopefully you uh, you had a profitable day on the punt in Sydney yesterday. Um, some upsets, uh, some results that were expected. Kettle Hill, what are you doing, Kettle Hill? Didn't help the behind-the-gates multi one bit. Just I haven't heard from Darren Flindell. I hope he's okay. Oh, fifth. Fifth is not quite good enough for the behind-the-gates multi. Anyway, we'll go again today because uh, we have Luke Marlowe, who's our Sydney four-man at Canterbury today. And Mitch Manners will call all the action. We'll have those guys on at about a quarter past ten this morning for another edition of Behind the Gates. We'll go again. We'll try and get the better of the tab. It's easier said than done, but uh, we'll try that again. Uh, as always, we're about to go around the racetracks of the nation and get the latest reports. We'll head to Canterbury. Um, the big day of racing from Inverell, of course, today. It's their traditional New Year's Day meeting in Inverell. Good meeting. Gundagai and Port Macquarie in New South Wales. Uh, we look towards uh, Flemington Racing today. Good uh, day of racing down there. The Baggett Handicap, amongst other races. Good meeting at Mornington. The Sunshine Coast will head there for a track report shortly as well. But just touching on the guests for today's show, and a number of trainers have been good enough to uh, come on a New Year's Day for a chat. Before 7 o'clock, I'm going to have a chat with Brad Whittup. He has this very good filly in Fire Lane. She's heading for the Magic Millions. We'll get the latest... Uh, on that good two-year-old and, and Brad's runners for the day. Ray Thomas jumps in to conduct some interviews after 7 o'clock. And surely these uh, these fellas can steer us into a winner or two. Bjorn Baker, Gerald Ryan, Tommy Berry back in the game today. Mark Newham up for a chat. Michael Freeman, Adrian Bott and Gary Portelli. So uh, a handy guest list there between 7 and 8. Steve Raitland had a busy enough day. A few suspensions out of Ramwick yesterday. We'll talk to Steve about those and other happenings around the place after 8 o'clock. Uh, after 8 o'clock, Luke Marlowe joins Ray Thomas and Glenn Munsey. Myself will have a good look at this eight-race program at Canterbury today. The Canterbury Sprint, is it all about I and me? Heard a few tipsers around the place saying, no, absolutely it's not. And um, uh, looking for value around the place as well. So we'll check out... Uh, the thoughts of the guys in the Canterbury preview. Mark Hunter, Dean Lester, uh, they are on the backup from the Valley yesterday and they'll cover off on all things about Flemington after 9 o'clock. Damien Courtney with the Sunshine Coast preview and Gary Cleesey, of course, has done the form to, uh, for Inverell and we'll catch up with Gary a bit before 10 o'clock. Behind the gates and, of course, um, going greys and other uh, Monday 
or weekly segments uh, there and after. Helping hand from 11.30. So away we go, New Year's Day, 1st of the 1st, 2023. It's lovely to have you with us uh, on the wireless, wherever you might be listening around New South Wales. If you're up and going, good on you. It's a nice enough day around the place. And uh, hopefully you can uh, relax and we can try and steer you into a few winners. Let's get to Canterbury. Greg Carmody uh, there for a chat with us uh, there at Canterbury. Greg, good morning and Happy New Year to you. And to you, Richard, and the listeners. What's uh, How do you see in the new year? Yeah, no, pretty quiet, knowing that I uh, had an early start. So, mm. yeah, no, pretty quiet. Watched the 9 o'clock fireworks and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, as much as I could probably handle last night, sort of, I was I was I was yawning at about a quarter past eight, thinking, "Oh, I have to wait for another forty-five minutes." But anyway, it was worth it. It's worth it for the kids, if nothing else. I think. How does Canterbury look this morning? Yeah, look, we're we're, we're sitting pretty much perfect. If there's a word for it, um, Richard, we're a good four with a pano, pano this morning of four point nine zero. Haven't had to irrigate over the last two days. Um, we've had um, some showers which uh, was welcome. And, um, yeah, no, track track looks great. And rails back in the true position. And, yeah, no, it's set up for a good day. Pretty bit of a calm morning in Sydney, isn't it? It's very, it's, it's very pleasant around the place. What conditions are you expecting there today as, as we yeah, get look, into a, more of a twilighter? Yeah, look, at the moment it's very overcast and there is a bit of a um, some rain north of us, which is sort of tracking a little bit down, but... Look, I, I don't think there's, when I say there's not much in it, you never know. But, um, yeah, it, it looks to be okay, and I think the afternoon will be fine. But we're very overcast at the moment. Are you expecting Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban to come out behind <laughs> the barriers with you today, like like one Dale Jeffs had the pleasure yesterday? I'll escort them around if they're here, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Maybe take them upstairs for a lovely feed up there somewhere. It can't be Yeah, well, be probably, probably my budget's only a hot dog, but anyway. So. <laughs> yours, yours and mine both. All right, good man. Appreciate the chat. Looking forward to getting out to Canterbury a little later. Good, it's a good program, isn't it? I mean, you had the, you know, the, the likes of that Canterbury Sprint. I mean, anyone who's getting, you know, thinking of getting out to Canterbury today, and again, mums and dads are thinking, what do I do with the kids? Honestly, what do I do? Get to Canterbury. It's it's a lot of fun out there, and um, if you like your racing, you're going to see some pretty decent horses out there today. Yeah, no, most definitely. The program looks really good. So, um, excited for the day, and you know, everything looks good for. Um, there's some food stuff on, and some kids stuff. So. Yeah, I think it should be a good day. Good man, good to chat, and we'll see you out there soon. Good on you, thanks, Richard. Good on you. Great comedy there of Canterbury, and uh, Canterbury rates a good four, which is about right. Uh, that track should be in great order uh, for today. So, yeah, looking forward to all things Canterbury. We're getting out there and joining Luke Marlow for our preview this afternoon around about 2.30. So come out to Canterbury and enjoy a good day at the races. Well, on, on New Year's Day... Uh, Pretty much every year, we we focus on this Inverell meeting. It's uh, arguably their biggest day of the year. Well, they're a, a big eight-race program. It is Cup Day, and, uh, of course, the shorts are on the program as well. Peter Tanner's on the line to join us for all things Inverell. Peter, good morning to you, and a very happy new year. Yeah, same to you. Good morning, listeners. Uh, great day here by the look of it. It's, I'm just here looking at the track, and uh, it looks very, very good. I'd imagine the locals have to maybe go a touch easy on New Year's Eve because they want to get to the races in good shape today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're expecting a good crowd. The 
uh, it was a big boxing day and like with COVID last year and all that sort of limited us a bit but this year it seems to be they're all getting out and about. What track rating are you going to put up for Inverell today? Uh, we've got a good four um, but we got a two or three mil of rain last night and it's just freshened things up beautiful. Okay, that's nice. Um, I dare say function rooms and uh, marquees, whatever else. It's um, yeah, make no mistake. Cup day, big day for the club and a pretty big day for the town as well. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of visitors. We had the Calcutta last night. It's forties are good sponsors, and uh, it was packed. So we had a great night, and there was people from Brisbane, Sydney, uh, Grafton, whole works there. No, it's unreal. And uh, so, what kind of a day are you expecting up there, weather-wise? Uh, I think it's going to be about 30 degrees, so it'll be pretty warm, but it's just not a cloud in the sky. It's just going to be a tip-top day. Okay. Good on you, Peter. We appreciate the chat. Good four for Inverell for Cup Day, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck with that good cup program today. Thank you very much. See ya. Good on you, Peter Tanner. Uh, He's the man there in Inverell, and Gary Cleesey will join us at around about a quarter to ten this morning. Uh, the Cup is set to go at four minutes to five. The Tats Hotel, Great Northern Inverell Cup. Nice open market there. Number three, Buffet Buster. Uh, it's a $4.20 chance. Zidin is at $4.20. Iger uh, is in the mix there. Second up at $4.80. And we get to AlphaGo at $7.50. Casarina at $10. So uh, the Cup, an open race. The Shorts... Likewise, the current tab market for the shorts up there, Del Toro, uh, got the job done last start and is there at $5. Cassie's sister is quick, we know that, at five fifty. Payton at a $6 chance. Liberty Head uh, at six fifty. dollars Anubis $7 and Fanar. So both the feature races up there this afternoon, races 6 and 7 at Inverell. Nice open market, so hopefully Gary Cleesey can uh, guide us into some kind of a, uh, a winner or two for Inverell today. Back racing at the Sunshine Coast in Queensland this afternoon after a massive day there yesterday. Of course, the king of the mountain and all that big racing in Dooman. But Sunshine Coast for today. Murray Weeding is there for a chat. Murray, good morning and a happy new year to you. And the same to you, Richard. Thank you very much. How did you see in the new year? No, very quietly, mate. The backs of my eyelids, really. Yeah, but uh, get to bed early last night because we got an early start today. Yeah. How, does, um, how does your track look for the seven races today? Yeah, look, we're pretty happy with the way the track is today. We've had um, uh, 36 mils of rain for the week, nothing in the past 24 hours. We did put 70 mils of irrigation on as well. So, yeah, the track's um, had a nice drink during the week and, uh, yeah, growing quite well at this time of year. It's good growing conditions. So, yeah, we're, we're quite happy with the way the track's, track's looking today. And what rating were you putting up? Uh, we're on a good four today, yeah. So weather for one, good four. Okay. So uh, what the, uh, where's your rail there today? The rail's out three metres. We were on the true position last week and just bumped it out and wear and tear. We had a double header um, boxing day and uh, the 23rd, so uh, yeah, the two meetings. Um, yeah, so we run the two meetings at the true and out to three metres this, today. Okay. Good man. Good on you, Murray. Thanks for that report and looking forward to seeing how your meeting goes today. Many thanks. Thank you, Richard. All the best. Good on you, Murray. Weeding there with the latest on the Sunshine Coast, so... Good fours right around the place. Canterbury a good four, Inverell a good four, and the Sunshine Coast a good four. We'll get a hold of uh, Liam O'Keefe for Flemington in a little, little while. He usually has 
some uh, local Melbourne co- commitments before he can uh, have a chat with us, and that is fine. Brody Nixon has uh, also flicked through a couple of horses uh, out of the trials to keep a bit of an eye on today. If you're having a bet, one of them I'm uh, I'm keen enough on. In fact, um, will probably be my behind the gates uh, multi horse. Speaking of the behind the gates multi horse, we do have um, uh, the public's poll happening again at the moment, and um, suffice to say. It's going to be I am me, as as the horse. I threw up uh, Moonlight Grace, Food Eye, I am me, and Serena Sophia. And uh, currently, with about 48 minutes to go of voting time, I am me, a lazy 88% of the vote. Call off the fight. It'll That uh, that girl will be um, the public's choice for our Behind the Gates multi. Uh, and we'll get going with that at about a quarter past ten. Short break here on Racing HQ. Happy New Year all. Breaking back with more. Hunter's Postmortem with Dave Stanley. Richie, you had Sunshine Rising. You've got it later as a horse to follow. Richard Callender. Oh, well, I don't think anyone missed it. It was big in condition. I saw him in the yard. Lovely looking animal for a nine-year-old. And um, I thought he was terrific. Ron Duffersey. But he was regarded in a very strong year as being in the top eight horses in Hong Kong. We've got to respect him going forward. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Lano, what's in the box? That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's an espresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing. Get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide. From kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big. But what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale. On now. Bingley. Better living every day. January 2023, we'll see that Samworth Harness Racing Club states the 39th running of its signature multi-quip golden guitar series. Ten days of exciting pacing action culminates in the Carnival of Cups meet on Friday, January 20 at Samworth Harness Racing Club's Golden Guitar Paceway. Australia's favourite windows and doors... Excuse me, i just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at... Ah, uh, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors. Bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian-made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. 10 minutes to 7, 10 to 60. If you're happy to be listening in Queensland, around the place, let's head to Melbourne, where Flemington have a traditional New Year's Day program. Good meeting it is to, to talk about as well. Liam O'Keefe, track manager's online for a chat. Liam, good morning to you and, of course, a very happy New Year. What's happening? Good morning, Richard. Happy New Year to you. Uh, we're on a good four this morning. We've had quite a warm week weather-wise and uh, it's going to be quite hot today, 35 degrees. So we've put plenty of water on, put 14 mil on the last 24 hours and I'll put another couple of mil of irrigation on this morning just to delay that drying. So, yeah, going to be a hot day. Good program, isn't it? Chester Manifold, race number six, and then the stays and the Baggett handicap. So uh, I, I sort of say this a bit in Sydney. There are, there are never too many week Saturdays or, or public holidays. And um, again, some, some pretty good horses going around there today. Yeah, it's spot on. Even in the off-season, you do, get, you do get the odd horse jump out of the ground and 
called their name up for the autumn or spring, and it's a good little summer series on now um, with the sprinting and the staying, um, and that carries carries over into our January race meetings as well. So, um, yeah, it gives those off-season horses a chance to win some good prize money this time of year. Okay, so good for what's um, what conditions are you expecting again today? So we're good for rail four metre position. Uh, we raced here a fortnight ago in the true, so just moved the rail out to cover some wear and tear. Um, top of 35 degrees and a 10 kilometre northerly, so that's a tailwind in the home straight. So they'll be running home quite slick times um, on what's going to be a what's what's going to be a hot day. Um, autumn's around the corner, isn't it? How how are preps coming along for? Uh, for your for your autumn carnival because before we know it these well these these good horses they're back in the stables right now and probably trialing pretty soon yeah that's right normally later in january they'll step out and, and have one or two trials um and then yeah we kick off lightning stakes in in mid-feb to our first group one meeting and then this year we've got the um newly restructured autumn carnival where we race um new Mar- uh, guineas day new market day and then um, finally, at the end of March, finish off for the Australian Cup, pushing back a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a different autumn carnival, and we get an extra Group 1 meeting, which is great for the club. So, um, yeah, it look, looks set for a big 2023. Okay. Good, man. Always good to chat race morning, and hope your meeting goes well today. We will speak soon, Liam. Many thanks. Thanks, Richard. Good on you. Liam O'Keefe, track manager there uh, at Flemington. Good fours all around the place at the moment. So... Yeah, no, looking forward to a good day of racing down south today. The next man we're about to have a chat with, he's heading to the Gold Coast in, uh, well, less than a couple of weeks with a pretty good filly, and he has a couple of, or maybe two or three chances there at Canterbury today, and that's Brad Widder. Brad, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Richard. How are the fireworks out Hawkesbury Way? Anything, anything going on? Uh, yeah, way past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, there's um, there's always a bit of action out here, like like everywhere. They they seem to get their hands on fireworks this time of year and, and go for it. But, um, you know, it's all a part of it, isn't it, really? I thought sparklers were banned, but there were a heap of them down where it was last night. But anyway, I know, as you say, people people get their hands on them somehow. <laughs> they, they find them somehow, yeah. And, and, and as we all know, it's a cliche, the horses don't know it's New Year's Day, do they, Brad? No, that's right. And um, oh, look, it's a terrific time of the year, and um, you know we we you know we just got to you got to be if you're in racing, you you just race all year round in Australia, unfortunately. But that's uh, the way it is. You got a pretty good filly here in uh, in Fire Lane, haven't you? She's a hellbent filly, three starts, two wins. Must be pretty exciting to be you know, looking towards the Gold Coast in this big race with a filly like this. Yeah, it is. Look, she's. Uh, been very straightforward. Um, you know, we sort of ran her in the, in the race a while. She might have been a bit fresh that day, and we probably learned a little bit um, as well. So, uh, you know, we just ran a little bit quiet, third up on the, on the sort of quick backup. wasn't wasn't really what was planned, but um, you know, I, I full credit to Benny. Um, you know, he sort of pushed to to run her there and. Um, I was a little bit gun shy with what was in the field. Uh, I didn't want to run into him yet, but look, it's probably worked out a good thing. Um, you know, I think obviously we'll just have to draw a gate and things go our way. But she's look, she's she's bomb proof. She's very professional, a very easy horse to train, and um, you know, I'm sure if things go our way, she'll run a terrific race. 
In, in your time in racing, Brad, and and the various uh, stables you've been with over over the time, you'd have seen some great two-year-olds. Does she remind you of any two-year-old that you've had much to do with? And, and just how good is she? Oh, look, I think as far as, you know, she's very professional and, um, you know, look, I don't want to put her on her like a pile of success or something like that, but mm. she was the same, you know, just kept winning, kept running well, really didn't, you didn't sort of, no fuss. Um, yeah, she's in, just in that sort of mould. I think, oh, look, I'm not saying she's a super winner or anything like that, but, yeah, she's just very professional and, and like I say, very easy horse to train. And she turns up race day and races really well. Think I don't know whether it's a general consensus, but you sort of a bit of a straw poll says that this group of two-year-olds they're a, they're a good group. Maybe no standout. Maybe that King's Gambit that we saw in Melbourne a while ago might might be the pick so far. But uh, you look around the place and you're sort of there with a filly that's right amongst them, I suppose. That's right. Looks very open. Um, I look. I, I'd. Uh... Suggest the horse of Peter's. Um, he, he uh, I think they've got a bigger opinion on the Emperor of Japan, but the one that won yesterday, he hasn't done much wrong, has he? Um, he seems pretty professional and good, solid win at Wong, and then he's travelled up to Queensland and won again. So, um, you know, that's they're the ones that the ones that can handle the pressure and turn up race day. They're the ones that you sort of you're banking on. Will, uh, will your girl go straight to that race next? Any kind of a trial in between or straight to the race? Nah, it's three weeks between runs. And she was, you know, off a sort of 10-day backup. So um, she did a bit of work yesterday and, and then we'll just sort of weave a work again next Saturday or, or the Tuesday before sort of thing. But, you know, she's in great order. And, um, you know, sometimes there at track where you sort of, she trots past you, you think, oh, what's that? And then you think, oh, it's violin. You know, she's just very, um, you know, she's very healthy, feely, and um, she's held together really well, you know. No, very exciting. Uh, Canterbury today, race one, tab number two, Food Eye, currently sits there as a $3.70 equal favourite with number 10, Mr. Plume, and then out to Tycoon Charger. So uh, Food Eye in race number one here, Brad, um, right amongst the betting for the first. How's this horse going? Yeah, going really well. Um, he's had the run around Canterbury now, which I think is always a bonus. Um, I've been desperate to sort of get him out in distance, so he's out at 1,900 now. So he, he's drawn well, but he, hopefully we can just... Uh, he's got no early speed. Hopefully we can just sort of have him midfield or somewhere in front of a couple anyway, just to make it a little bit easier for him. But, um, yeah, look, I'd like to think that he's right in this sort of race. Um you know, we've been pretty patient with him and, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm quite happy with him. I'm sure he should run well if, you know, just if he can just uh, creep along and get the right runs, I'm sure he'll be finishing off really well. Taking Zeus on boy out this morning, but uh, race six, number six, uh, surreal step. Brock Ryan uh, from uh, an OK barrier uh, with surreal step. Where does he fit into proceedings for the main race today? Yeah, look, he's... Um, one of those horses, he, his form probably doesn't represent how he's going. Um, he, he's a bit of a one-trick pony. Uh, probably likes probably likes a bit of sting out of the ground as well. Um, but look, he, he's drawn a bit better than he has for quite a while. Um, good speed in the race, which should suit. So, you know, if they sort of overcook it, 
Um, I'm sure he'll be strong. Like, he looks terrific. Like the horse, like his two runs this time in don't look like they've been anything um, great, but he's sort of bad barriers. And we went forward last day, did a lot of work. And um, yeah, look, I, I think, um, he, he, you know, he doesn't win out of turn, but. It could be the right sort of race today, um, but I would have liked a little bit more seeing out of the ground. Uh, the Sydney Autumn Carnival's not that far off. Brad, are you looking around the stables? And is there, I mean, we, I suppose we talk about the star of the show, Ice Bath, don't we? But um, are you looking around the stable and liking what you're seeing there coming into the carnival? Oh, look, it's <laughs> you're always hoping more than, you know, it's, mm. uh, but look, um, Oh, to see what happens. A couple of young horses here. That Osbred Rising Sun, he won really well the other day. I'd say he's a horse that's going to get out and trip. Um, you know, there's yeah, there's a few young horses here. You just got to see if they're going to put their hand up and if they're up to this time of year or not. You know, um, that's how it goes. You sort of, you know, you can work them as much as you want and all that, but until you put them under race pressure, that's when you, that's when you find out if they've got the heart or not. So. Um, you know, we'll just we'll just see what happens, but hopefully something puts their hand up, and yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to take a bit of pressure off Ice Bath. Um, <laughs> I don't know if if there's something like that in the camp, but um, you know, we've got good numbers now and a lot of young horses, so we've just got to be patient, and see what happens. And it's uh, before too long. Get around a few yearling sales. You better get get around the Gold Coast there and try and find a another fire lane or all that kind of thing, and then and then English Classic and everything else. So the yearling sales circus. Just about here too. Yeah, no, we'll um, we're going up next week and start uh, inspecting all the yearlings. And um, that's right, you sort of you go from Magic Millions and then you got Caracas and then you got Classic. And you know it's a busy time of the year because you obviously you got your better horses as well. But um, look, you got to find the you got to find the next Darren Lockyer or Joey Johns and get him into the camp. So. Um, that's what it's all about. You've got to keep trying to find that uh, next star. So anyway. For sure. That's what it's all about. The never-ending search for that champion, and they are out there somewhere. Brad, um, good to chat. Um, happy New Year to yourself and the team, and hope you get the New Year off to a, a good start at Canterbury today. And, yeah, good to chat. We'll see you at the races. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks to Sky for the year, and, um, uh, yeah, same to you. Good on you. Brad Weddart, we'll let him go. And, uh, yeah, that fire lane, she's she's a good filly. Um, that goes without saying. She's beating, you know, she's mixing it with your, your Platinum Jubilees and um, Emperor Japans and Godfathers, and she's beating them. She's she's going to go to the Gold Coast there, and uh, they will certainly know she's in the race. Uh, Brody Nixon, a couple of trialers here for Brody today. And I'm, I'm with the first. We spoke to Joe Pride yesterday about Charlatan and... Um, yeah, I think we all probably agree with Joe that we want to see him do it, but um, he's one of the trial horses here for Brody here. Canterbury, race two, number eight, Charlatan. He's my behind-the-gates multi-horse, whether rightly or wrongly. Um, he's always been a talent, and he sort of gets his chance to sort of show us a bit what he's about today, Charlatan. So race two, number eight, Charlatan, first of the trial horses. And Brody also goes to the Sunshine Coast today. Race five, number two, uh, glamour and glory. Now, this looks like a new horse to the Glen Thornton stable. Uh, former Victorian, was with um, Team Hawks in Victoria, now with the Glen Thornton stable. Won a Doom and Trial 
about uh, about 11 days ago. Uh, so uh, nice trial there, according to Brody. So glamour and glory. Uh, well worth a watch there. The second of Brody's trialers. So race two, Canterbury horse number eight, Charlatan and uh, Sunshine Coast race five, number two, Glamour and Glory. So away we go, Racing HQ, New Year's Day racing around Australia, a break and back with more. For all the best in racing and all the latest in sport, this is Sky Sports Radio. Coming to you via 96.9 FM Cooma, 97.1 FM Junee, 87.6 FM Tumut and 88 FM Yamba. Racing HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's thoroughbred racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Well, welcome back to the show. Good to have your company on New Year's Day 2023. Good morning to you, whatever you might be uh, doing today. You might be re- recovering from a massive night out. You might just be getting home. I don't know, but uh, look, whatever you're up to today, uh, hopefully uh, yeah, still a bit of a, a holiday mode around the place. Not quite so in the racing industry. It, it does roll on. We're sort of one of the main shows at this time of year. Lots of race meetings around the place to get to. Uh, if you can, as we've been saying the last uh, couple of weeks, support your local race club. Get there if you can and uh, get out to Canterbury Races this afternoon. There are eight races to be decided. It's a twilight meeting. Um, always a bit of fun out there. Get the kids out there, run them around and uh, enjoy the day of racing. So lots of racing right around the place and uh, have some good interviews lined up over the next hour. And of course, after eight o'clock, Luke Marlowe has done the form. Luke will be joining us with Glenn Munsey. And the latest prices there for Canterbury Racing today. Might even do a little bit of a, a mini preview with the guys uh, on yesterday's racing at uh, at Ramwick. Good racing there, that's for sure. And uh, we back up with the Canterbury Sprint today. Um, first of the first, and that means a very good morning to Ray Thomas. Hello, Ray. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, Rich, and to all the listeners, and uh, let's hope for a, a bigger and better 2023. Uh, interesting card today, isn't it, Rich, this Canterbury meeting? And, of course, IME is probably the, the highlight horse in the Canterbury sprint, but I heard you say earlier it's not a snack for her. I know she's very short in betting, but she's got an awkward draw. We'll talk to Tommy Berry a little later this hour just to see what he's thinking of doing from that outside gate, but... Um, eight races uh, on a good track, um, rail in true, looking forward to this afternoon. Did you get to midnight, Ray? No, I didn't. How about you, Rich? <laughs> no, no. Got to, <laughs> got, to about, got to about 11 o'clock. Yeah, I've got the same. I just yeah. thought, you know what? You know, uh, there, there, are no, there are no medals, there are no awards. <laughs> <laughs> it's an early start, another long day coming up <clears throat> after yesterday. That was a, an interesting program yesterday. I thought we would leave... Randwick Rich with a, a clearer idea of um, the Magic Means two-year-old race and in particular three-year-old race, but it, it's probably more confusing than ever. But are we underselling the likes of Infatuation and indeed Fire Lane? You are just talking to Brad Whitup. These two fillies are, are tough. They're genuine. They're winning. Sovereign Fund was very good, though, wasn't he, um, in Brisbane? He's two from two. He's flying. And, 
and the Magic Millions Guineas, the defeat of Gaza Blanca, um, that changed the market there now. And Russian Conquest is now the the, the new favourite for the Magic Millions Guineas. So we walked out of Randwick yesterday, I think, none the wiser, but it's game on for those two big races in a couple of weeks. I saw social media having a little bit of a crack at Gaza Blanca and some not-so-complimentary comments. I still think he remains pretty good cold. I'm no, I'm no racehorse trainer, but I'm sure Kieran and David have... I mean, they have you know, blinkers up their sleeve if they want to go down that path with him. I think he, you know, he remains a, a pretty good colt, but I suppose when they're a dollar eighty and they're everyone's best bet of the day, they kind of want to be winning, yeah. don't they? But Resonator was good there too. He was good at the He's pretty returned, good odds. Yeah. He, he was very good leading for a long way. Yoshino just too tough for Garza Blanca. The run of Daytona finishing fourth. Absolute eye-catcher. We'll hopefully catch with Michael Friedman a little later. A couple of important suspensions, too, out of yesterday's meeting, unfortunately. Uh, Richard Zach Lloyd's got another suspension, so he'll ride uh, today, but effectively is out until early in February now. And Nash Will has just come back from some lengthy suspensions. He also copped another careless riding suspension, so he'll miss a bit of January as well. So never a good time to get suspended but with the Magic Millions Carnival coming up on January 14 it's pretty costly to not be riding at this time of year. No, it's uh, it, 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 you can't sort of pick and choose when they happen mm. it just happens in a race and it's just certainly uh, yeah, unfortunate. I tend to agree with these two-year-olds. I mean, yeah, infatuation, that was you know, that was thoroughly deserved. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think we've been waiting for a while, Ray, for that that really gun two-year-old to say, yep, I'm, um, yeah. I'm the one. And that's, and that's to knock any of the other two-year-olds because I think they're a good group. Yeah, I whether there's a lot, standout yeah. just yet. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think, just listening to what Brad Whitup was telling you just before the 7 o'clock um, in your interview with him, Richard, and, and I know it's a cliche, but because they're such an even group, it seems that barrier draw is going to be so crucial. If a, a feel like Fire Lane or Infatuation can draw well, they're so genuine and they're so tough. Um, they'll be very competitive. And it was a, it was interesting immediately after infatuations when Bjorn Baker said that he didn't think she paraded that well yesterday. Mm. And there's definitely improvement in her going forward. Rachel King, who rode the filly, said just getting out to 1,200 metres, the different tempo of the race enabled that filly to get into a better rhythm. And under pressure, she really found the little pumper kicked back hard. But uh, she was just too strong late. Big run from a debut horse there in that race called Big Boy George from Claire Lever's stable. Gee, that was mm. some run. He might be a horse to follow, but she's pretty tough infatuation. She's had the grounding, and she'll go to the Gold Coast. About $11 chance at the moment, but uh, she's not under the radar. She's right in that race. Well, let's hear from her trainer joining us on New Year's Day, Bjorn Baker. Bjorn, Happy New Year, mate. What's happening? Yeah, 2023, here we go. We got uh, there. <laughs> yeah, what's happening is uh, I actually saw New Year's in. I don't often see it in, so I'm feeling worse for wear. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Bjorn. Well, well, firstly, congratulations. You waited until New Year's Eve to bring up the 100 winners for the year in New South Wales, and you did it with a very genuine flea. We're just talking about infatuation and... I was really interested in your comments post-race. You thought she didn't parade that well and had significant improvement ahead of the Magic Millions. Yeah, she definitely got a little bit wound up. And um, 
I thought it was an excellent effort. She had to sit outside the lead and then she had another horse outside her. So I thought she sort of had to work the whole way and I was definitely worried during the run, but she's very game. She's a racehorse and uh, she picked up when needed. So uh, uh, extremely exciting getting up to the Magic Millions. There's a heap of owners in there and, um, of course, with my racehorse. And I think uh, a lot of people will be excited uh, come two weeks. Yeah, there was great scenes post-race yesterday, Rich. A lot of those micro-ownership groups like My Racehorses bring real atmosphere to the track. There were a lot of the owners on track for infatuation. Uh, Bjorn, just quickly, what did you make? Did you get a chance to look at Sovereign Funds win in Brisbane yesterday? And what do you make of this two-year-old group going into the Magic Means and how important will that barrier draw be for the race? Oh, I think it'll, it'll be worth a lot. I think, as you, I heard, heard some of your interview prior, and um, there's no real standout, and I think um, I think barrier draws will be absolutely crucial. But uh, it's uh, a lot of horses that will be absolutely spot on on the day, so we can't leave anything to. Um, hopefully, infatuation can get up there. We'll look to hit up probably probably early this week. And um, if she can get up there in good order, get settled in, I think that's crucial. Um, hopefully she can run run the race of her life. Fair enough. Before we ask about today's runners at Canterbury, Bianca, can I just ask you about Cosmic Minerva, who resumed yesterday at Gosford and, and won quite impressively. He's building a, a nice little record, this horse. Yeah, I thought um, he's a really promising horse and and I just thought if he could do everything from gate one yesterday, it worked out beautifully. Ash Morgan rode him well. We'll go straight to the city now. Um, yeah, no, he's an exciting prospect for sure. So can't wait to get him in, into town. Yeah, he looks a nice horse. You've scratched a couple today, Bjorn, but you are running Hollywood Hero. He's had... A couple of preps. He's had a few trials um, in each prep. His two trials going into Canterbury today have both been good, and he, he's by Sacred Falls. Looks a nice colt. Yeah, he is a nice colt. I think he's improved substantially in the last two weeks too since his last trial. Um, there's nowhere to hide. He's only sort of limited maidens over this 1,200 metre trip, and uh, it's a tough race once again. But. Yeah. His work on Tuesday was excellent. So I think he goes on a really good each-way chance. Can he take advantage of that inside gate today? I hope so. Yeah. That's the plan. And, and he was in at Gosford yesterday where he drew awkwardly. So um, hopefully he can uh, put himself right there. And on his work on Tuesday, I think he's a good chance. Fair enough. And you've kept he's a hot shot for today. I know he hasn't won at Canterbury, but he's got a great record here. For seven starts, five placings. He's drawn a nice skate. Got Dylan Gibbons' claim. A lot of ticks this afternoon. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, the, the race is getting underway fairly late, but he's, um, he's going pretty well. And I think he's ready to run a race today. Terrific. And just quickly, Maurice's my dad, did he do enough yesterday to join your Magic Millions team? Yeah, I think he did. He um, it was a good effort. He was still just probably a touch slow away, which which had a big impact. But I thought he was very, very game down the straight. Um, and hopefully we can get him up there in a couple of weeks. Terrific. Uh, Happy New Year, Bjorn, and all the very best for today and all through 2023. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Take care. Good luck, punders.
Hey, Bjorn, just before you go, did I see something yesterday that you claimed 100 uh, winners for a calendar year? I'm not sure you can claim calendar years, Bjorn. I get seasons. <laughs> oh, no. I get 100 Come winners on. in a season. I get that. <laughs> but cal- calendar no- years now, nice I, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> about that. Hey, hey, you can claim anything. Any priest is good priest. That's why I love you guys so much. You're just great every time you ring up, keep ringing. Just had to pull you up on that one, that's all. He <laughs> gave us a headline, Richard, so it was good. <laughs> you, might get, you might get a nap in before he's a hot shot selling him up tonight. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll be getting a nap or two in today. It's a, it's a late start today, so um, anyway, we'll hope to the best. The kids will say differently about that. Thanks for joining us. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. It's Ben Baker. Oh, gee. Any racehorse trainers, text us in here, Ray. Let us know if you saw in the new year. I wonder how many we get. Brad yeah. didn't. He it's said, going to no, be a long no. day. Heard the fireworks, it? but no. Give yeah. that a do. It's going to be a long day. The first 3.20, the last at 7.30. So you can understand um, after track work this morning, if, if they can, they can squeeze in a quick nap because it's going to be a long, long day today. Well, I'm off there at midday. I might squeeze mm. in a half an hour nap and get out to Canterbury myself to host with Luke. So that might be my plan. But no, I, I don't, uh, I don't keep racehorse trainers hours. Uh, Gerald Ryan does, and he's on the line for a chat on New Year's Day. Good morning, Gerald, and a very happy New Year to you and the team. Yeah, same to you, Richie and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Gerald, and uh, hopefully a big 2023 for the stable because you had a fantastic 2022. Just missed. Uh, going out with a New Year's Eve winner, but Oceanic Flash, I think, put the writing on the wall yesterday. He's ready to win soon. Yeah, it's true. You know, he had those two runs back and probably uh, we started him off at, what, 1800 or something first up and mm. he went back in a slow run race and they sprinted home and breaking 34 made it impossible for him to do and then the other day he got in a good spot and got dragged back out of the race and had to come wide, but Yesterday, from a good gate, Brenton was able to ride him closer, put him into the race a little bit, and uh, he ran really well. Yeah, he's ready to win soon. Will you run all four this afternoon, Joel? Yes, Ray, yeah, the four okay. of them, yeah. Well, really interested in your thoughts on some of these. They're promising horses. Blue Skin kicks off the day for you in race four. And, look, I know it was only a maiden win up there at Newcastle, but first up, visually very impressive, came from last, stormed home, won well. Yeah, he did. I uh, don't know how strong the race was, but um, uh, his horse gets back. He races a bit like his mother used to, and he, he, he doesn't appreciate going inside or in between horses. So mm. you got to ride him um, bad to ride him well. You'll know, go back and you'll have to circle him, which is well, he's drawing 11 out of 11 now, so he's going to have to be ridden quite. But um, you know, it's not the ideal track to be getting back and running on, but. No, it's somewhere to kick him off before we get out over more ground with him in a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, he's done well since he's um, winning you know, a month ago or so. And, um, uh, yeah, no, he's going all right. Hard for him to yeah. win, though, Ray. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I take your point. I did like him today, but I can see where you're coming from. Grabini in race five. Um, this is a nice horse. Uh, he was very, very good two starts back. Uh, storming home to win. I think last out we all saw the horse didn't have much luck. So if he gets the brakes today, nineteen hundred around Canterbury, Gerald. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's also got a lot of time for. He's mm. going to get over a bit of ground later on. Uh, 
uh, like you say, had no luck the other day. Um, I wouldn't be running around Canterbury if the rail was out, but the rail true, it makes it a better track for what's like him to be able to get around. And now yeah, it's surprising that 10 scratchings out of the race. So yeah. uh, it starts from barrier four and uh, you'll probably be midfield. If you can get the brakes at the right time, he's going to be, um, he'll run well. You know, he's a nice horse in the making. His last two runs have indicated he's got a turn of foot late in his races, so he looks like a horse will get out over a trip. If he can keep reproducing that turn of foot late over a middle trip, he's he's going to win his share of races, Gerald. Yeah, true. He reminds me a lot of that also had a few years ago, Harper's Choice. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That trained on and ran good in the guineas and mm. uh, ran with guineas. The Rosal guineas in the derby just got beat. Um He's probably got a bit more turn of foot than Harper's Choice had. Um, but, you know, the horse is... Um, he can't make the grade, whether it's this time round or as he gets to be a four-year-old and a bit older, because he's, he's, he can run off really good sectionals here at home. Yeah. Uh, so if he can maintain that, as you say, as he gets out over a longer trip, he's going to make uh, make a nice horse, yeah. Yeah, definitely a horse to watch this afternoon. Grabini in race five, as is your filly Zarina Sophia in race seven. Two starts, two wins. She won on a very heavy track on debut at Kembla back in May. And, gee, I thought she was impressive first up at Wyong, circling the field, dominating late. Yeah, no, she's very good. She's filly's always shown the ability. She just needs a, needs a little bit of time and maturity early on. Um she won a, at Kembla, um, which turned into a good form race because it was second, went to Newcastle and won and then came to here at Rose Hill and won. So um, she had a little setback, so we gave her more time and um, uh, she's come back well. She's trained on good from Wyong, which is very hard to do at Wyong, what she done there. Um, get back, circle field, strong late, end up winning quite soft. So this is a step up in grade, but... And saying that, um, she's earned a crack at it. Yeah, she's nice. Have you got many Russian revolutions, Gerald? Yeah, probably got eight or ten. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I quite like them actually. Yeah. Um, I've had a bit of luck with them, and some of them can be a bit temperamental, but um, uh, I quite like them. Uh, yeah, got a couple of fillies that look to go all right. Got a half brother to. Um, uh, Brutality that uh, I quite like. Trial good the other week at um, uh, Warwick Farm. Um, yeah, no, I quite like the breed, yeah. Yeah, when, when he throws a good one, they're pretty smart. And uh, she's definitely a fully to watch today also, Zarina Sophia. And then Lise brings out the day in the last foyer. He is resuming, but I know he hasn't won first up previously, but both his trials have been pretty good coming into Canterbury. He, he looks quite forward, Gerald. He, he is. He, he's a funny shaped horse. He, he's a bit of a nugget and always looks too big, but he's done a power work. He's had a jump out and uh, two trials. Um, his best asset today, it's his first start as a gelding and um, a pretty laid back horse. He doesn't let you know much, but um, when you're working on his own, well, he doesn't do a lot. You put a mate with him and he sparks up, but. Um, uh, he ran good his first start for us back in June, I think it was, at Ramwick on a heavy track. He just needed to run and what uh, um, turned into a good form race. And um, Geldon, him, I think, helped heaps. And um, 
he can run well, you know. We've taken the blinkers off, we've got winkers on him and he'll be ridden just behind the speed, so because he's good speed in the race, he won't be uh, leading like he has done in a couple of his races. He'll be ridden just behind the speed and he'll be strong late. Yep, um, he does look a real good chance in the last four good chances for the stable today. Best of luck, Gerald, and, and Happy New Year. Okay, thanks, Ray. Thanks, Richie. Just, uh, just briefly, Gerald, um, Ellsberg, I dare say he's back in the stable. What, uh, when Ellsberg walks past you in the morning, how's he looking? Uh, Ellsberg's ran his last race. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. What's is, that news to, is that news yeah. to us, Ray? It certainly is. What's happened there, Gerald? Yeah. Last Saturday, he trot and cantered around after doing a month's pre-training. Um, got halfway home last Saturday morning, and he went three out of five lanes. Ooh. We spent two hours blocking him and trying to find out where it was. Couldn't find it because of the holidays and that. We couldn't get in to do satigraphy on him until... Um, Wednesday or Thursday, and results come back yesterday, on Friday that he's got a crack at the back of his cannon bone just below his knee, and his upper suspensory is involved. So he'll be retired. For all, for all his race... Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Gerald, for all his racing and toughness, I mean, for this to happen, sort of early in the prep... To happen, it just shows in any of these injuries can happen at any time, I suppose. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, he got to have four to six months spell. Well, he's a stay in, he's a big gross horse, you'd never get him back. And um, this was going to be his last session anyway. So, um, uh, I've got to meet the owners on Tuesday and um, decide what happens with him. But, um, no, he was, um, so it's been pretty, uh, hasn't been a real happy new year, put it that way, between Christmas and New Year, waiting to find out what was wrong with him, yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible bad luck, Gerald. Sorry to hear that, mate, because he was so good, wasn't he, during the spring, deadheading in the Epsom before he were top rank, winning the five diamonds, and, uh, but they're racehorses, they're not machines, and that's terrible bad luck, Gerald. He's had a great innings, you know, he's never mm. been unsound, he's never had a day of uh, unsoundness, he's never went chinsaw. He's raced at good level all the way along. Um, you know, he won, I think he was the only horse in Sydney during the spring carnival that won three races. Um, and won, what, over two and a half million in prize money. He was, he was terrific. He's, he's won from 1300 to 1800 and people question mark him at 1800 and he ran 1800 okay and broke a track record, long standing track record in doing so. So, it's true, God. You'd have a future somewhere at stud, yeah. For sure. Gerald, um, yeah, tough way to end our chat this morning, but mm. all the very best of luck with your runners today. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Richard. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Gerald Riney. Thanks, Richard. Uh, thank you, Gerald, and uh, Sterling with uh, those chances today. What a shame. Spill the bean sauce. Um, I think, uh, pretty sure uh, he's not with us anymore, Spill the Beans, but anyway, yeah, he's, he's, he's an entire, yeah. he's a good horse, Ellsberg, and uh, there'll be a home for him somewhere, I'm sure, but that's it's tough news on New Year's Day. Certainly is because he was their stable star and uh, he was in career best, wasn't he, during a, an outstanding spring program. So that's, that is uh, literally breaking news, so to speak. Um, Rich and very bad luck for Gerald and Sterling.
for sure. It's uh, oh, it's a very good morning now to a man who, a little freshen up, but I'm sure he's keen to get stuck back in. He's back at the races today. And we speak of Tommy Berry. Tommy, good morning and a very happy new year to you. Yeah, no, same to you, Richard and Ray and all the listeners. How are you? Good. Did you get to midnight? Not many of our trail burn did, but not many of our other trainers did. No, I'm glad the, uh, the first fireworks were at 9 o'clock. That was a, yes. I thought it was 10 o'clock, but um, got the kids to 9 o'clock and I went to bed before then. We, uh, we had our little fella, Luca, watching the fireworks. He's two, and he was, we showed him some video um, in the afternoon of, of fireworks, and he looked at the video, he looked at it, he looked at me, and after about six seconds, he said, can we put some trucks on, some diggers on? I don't know if I like this. <laughs> he got bored. <laughs> but, but, he, but he actually went down there, he, he, got, he got through them all, Luca. He looked at them as if to say, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if I like it. I'm just going to sit here and watch them. <laughs> no, mine were the opposite. They were watching them, and... I said, all right, guys, this is going a bit too long now. Let's go to bed. And they said, no, we want to watch it to the end. And I said, well, we're not watching it to the end. Let's go. So they, they You're not watching it with me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good morning, Tom. Happy New Year to you and your family. And um, pretty busy day for, I think, one scratching race seven. But most importantly, you're, you're back on I Am Me. And Richard and I were discussing earlier, she's pretty short today. But it's not a gimme. You've got an awkward draw the outside of that field of ten what's the sort of game plan, Tom, today on I Am Me? Oh, I, I think with a, a horse like her that's got very good natural speed, uh, but he's also versatile, um, you, you wouldn't want to go out there with too many plans. Uh, obviously, she'll be in a forward position, but you've got... Uh, it's a tricky race to map, because obviously Space Boy's got a lot of speed. Rangers can be there on his day. So can Vangelic, uh, Snippy Fox, um, and Invincible Kiss. So... There's sort of four or five horses that can all, all be in a, a real prominence for positions. So I wouldn't like to go out there with too many plans. Um, just go out there with an open mind and, and, and work out the race after a furlong. Exactly. I know she's led and dominated her last two wins, but she only go have to go back to her first up win at Rose Hill, Tom, where you drew an inside gate, you took a sit, she peeled off leaders and dashed away. So, as you mentioned, she has that versatility to be ridden either on speed or potentially just off that, that front-running division. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do believe she's a better horse taking a sit. So, um, But, look, if, if there's no speed in the race and it eventuates that way, then we'll take luck out of the equation. But... Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a race where it is a, it is a tricky speed market, especially out of the 1,200 there at Canterbury, even though it's a nice long run down the back straight. It's not a track you want to get caught wide on. So, um, yeah, we'll just see what happens after, first, after a furlong and make up our mind then. Her, her three wins have been brilliant, Tom. She's run blistering time, uh, sectional times uh, sprinting home are outstanding. Her win... Before Christmas, beating D Dehorn Unicorn in one seven seventy seven for the Randwick twelve hundred, they don't run much faster. Dehorn Unicorns come out yesterday and won really well. I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, how good is she? Yeah, it's it's hard to know because even you know wins. I know she's been running quick time and and winning by margins, but as James said the other day when he rode, she's still floating, you know, out in front. So. Mm. Um, it, it feels to us like she's got a bit more under the tank. Uh, she might not, um, but yeah, she's probably one of the more exciting mares going around. So um, she's going to be, you know, I'm not sure how much longer she'll be up this prep, but um, she's going to be pretty exciting to have back over the autumn. Exactly, yeah. You open the batting, so to speak, today, Tom, with Juma or Duma for Team Hawks, a new um, stable recruit for Team Hawks. And there were good signs from her second up at 
it took a nice horse um, to beat her in Grebony at Newcastle. He's one of the favourites for a stronger race later in the day, and she sets up well here in the opener. Yeah, she does, and the step up to the 1900 is going to be uh, in her favour. Um, she, she's a, a light-looking, um, light-looking filly, mare, I should say. Um, that she'll put herself on the speed and give herself every chance from a good alley. And no bell for Richard Litt. I thought there were good signs from him when he resumed at, at Goulburn just before Christmas. Yeah, no, he was really good hitting the line late there. Um, he's a burly sort of a horse, so he would have needed the run. Um, I think he will be better when he gets over 1,400, though. So uh, whatever he does today, I think he'll improve once again. You're right in the third, I think, spying under the, the radar a little, uh, uh, called Vincetta. She's drawn nicely in gate one, an I'm Invincible filly, and... I thought she did a pretty good job at Warwick Farm when she resumed in a in what looks to be a, a fairly strong maiden. She ran third to Victory Lane and Step Aside. Yeah, well, she reacted really well to having the blinkers on for the first time, and um, she was able to find the line nice. So obviously, drawing one's a, a good advantage, and she would have learned a lot from her first up run, and um, she'll improve once again. I guess dropping back 100 metres in distance is a little bit of a query, but um, and she'll uh, she'll definitely make a presence felt. Another one of your better rides is also for Kieran Maher and David Eustace, Samana, and she's a lovely filly by winning Rupert in her debut prep. Three starts now, two wins a third. The form around her Goulburn win last start where she was dominant is held up, and she looks hard to beat. Yeah, she's very hard to beat in, in what's, uh, I wouldn't say, the strongest strongest field. So um, she's obviously going to appreciate stepping up to the 15, uh, 50 off the 1,400 last start, and... Um, yeah, she's a nice filly um, with, with plenty of upside. She's building a, a nice record. I know David Warner's in the in the ownership, and you know oh, okay. if he can go off, go off his form over the last couple of weeks, and uh, will be in good uh, be in good fashion. Some of that magic dust might rub off on the filly after that 200 at the MCG for Warner. Um, do you know much about JF Thunder? Team Hawks have brought this horse up from uh, Vic Deb. Flemington Stables and comes off a second at Kyneton last start. But have you had a chance to get uh, throw your leg over JF Thunder, so to speak? No, I haven't. I, I did see him. I think he's only been here a week or so. Uh, I did see him at track work yesterday morning. He looks looks in good condition. Uh, obviously, very tricky barrier drawing out there. Yeah. Uh, probably going to have to make our mind up whether we go forward or back. But I'll leave that up to Team Hawks. Um, he's a horse that mixes his form though. Um, so. Yeah, you can just get a check and hide with him on the day. So we'll see what horse turns turns up. Well, you go from drawing the car park um, on that horse, uh, Jay of Thunder, and I am me. But you've got the rails barrier on Captain George in the last. Anthony Cummings stable having a great run at the moment. Captain George broke his maiden two runs back and was competitive last start at Wyle. Yeah, look, he's a very honest type, and uh, he'll run another honest race from a good barrier. It probably looks a bit strong for him uh, on form. Uh, it's definitely going to be his toughest test. Um, but we've seen Anthony do it plenty of times before um, when he puts horses in the deep and he gets a result. So from a good alley with a lightweight, uh, he'll um, he'll definitely be somewhere there in the finish. Terrific. Hey, Tom, welcome back. Best of luck today and, and Happy New Year as well to you and your family. No, thanks very much for having me on the show again. It's been great. Good on you, Tommy. Thank you. We will see Tommy Berry at Canterbury a little later in the day, uh, where he's a, a pretty strong book of rides, as, as you just heard. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan, uh, Ray, of that Vincetta. Um, yeah, I did the, did the, the radar did the Black a bit, Bo- yeah. Yeah, did the Black Booker show the other day, and I, 
I threw her in. It's just something about her. I quite like her. Whether, whether, whether 1,200 is a shade short for her, you don't sort of second-guess Chris Waller, do you? But I like that Vincetta. Yeah, she might be a filly who's better on a bigger track, but I just like the way she got home at Warwick Farm first up. And as I said, what looks a, a fairly strong form race, and she hit the line well. So she's drawn a good gate. Whether she can take full advantage of that, I guess, is the key. But I, I think she'll be hitting the line strongly late, that's for sure. Okay, uh, working our way through some interviews here on New Year's Day, 1st of the 1st, 2023. Might take a short break here on our show and uh, and come back. Still some more guests to get through and uh, winners to be found before 8 o'clock. Luke Marlowe, Glenn Munsey will, uh, will join us after that. Ray and myself with the Sydney Forum Talk with a break and back with more. Trainer James Ponsonby. If a night force comes through the system that sort of failed somewhere else, then we're more than happy to try and get him up and going or her up and going. But at the moment, just getting our horses to Saturday racing is the key. Obviously, the prize money's terrific, and there's no better thrill than winning in town on a Saturday, no matter who you are. You add group stuff to a race, well, that's great, but just the thrill of Saturday racing is what we're, we're happy to aim at at the moment. 11 a.m. Monday on Racing HQ. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Zusane, the best son of champion sire, Zustar. Zusane shot through, grabbed the lead. A Group 2 winning two-year-old. Zusane by two lengths on the line. Runner-up in the sire-making Golden Rose and Coolmore Stud Stakes. Zusane in front, the Autumn Sun's levelling up late, they hit it! Zusane, first crop yearling selling in 2023. And the Zustar cult's been too good. Zusane, the dynasty continues. Widden Stud, Valley of Champions. Lano, what's in the box? That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's a Nespresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing, get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide, from kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big, but what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale, on now. Bingley, better living every day. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. Can't wait to get on the course? Before you do, get into Drummond Golf for our biggest ever Boxing Day sale. With huge savings like a Triumph Voyager Plus Black Buggy, just 198 Pick up a Callaway Maverick Driver for just 459 12-pack of tailor-made V3 balls, just 19.95. Get a minimum 20% off all apparel. And there are more savings in-store and online. So don't miss our biggest ever Boxing Day sale. On now at Drummond Golf. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. 
Happy New Year. Welcome back to the show. 22 minutes to 8. Still uh, to have a chat this morning before 8 o'clock with Mark Unum, Michael Freeman, Adrian Bott there for a chat and Gary Portelli. So a bit to get through before the form talk after 8 o'clock. We'll do some scratchings here for Canterbury. They have come through um, uh, 7.30 scratching time. It is a, a twilighter of sorts, but there are 39 scratchings. So we'll knock these over. We'll as I knock them over. Have a look at them now. Uh, good four, penetrometer 4.9, and Canterbury scratchings are as follows at the moment. Race one, take out nine, Monty Outlander, and 12, Shade nine and 12 from race one. Race two, scratch one, Bucks Party, nine, Step Aside, and 11, War Star, one, nine, and 11 from race two. Race three, scratch one, Capital Queen, three, Jilly, uh, Chili Jam, four, Shuey, Seven, La Patrice. Nine, Monopoly Girl. Eleven, Nanchi. Twelve, Posasana. And fourteen, Venelope. So race three, Canterbury. Take out one, three, four, seven, nine, eleven, twelve, and fourteen. Uh, race four, scratch seven, Super Chill. Uh, Ten, Maritima. Thirteen, Cushy. And fourteen, Dash, Dash, Dash. So seven, ten... 13-14 from race four. Race five, scratch one, Handsome. Two, Vongayahu. Three, Rock the Bells. Six, Zuson Boy. Uh, number 10, Al Belfi. 11,000 years. 17, Just Business. 18, Real Peace. 19, Do Well Legend. And 20, Isla. So race five, put the pen through. One, two, three, six, ten. 11, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Race six, take out eight, much, much better. Uh, race seven, number three, Essone. Five, Diamond Dealer. Seven, Morian. Ten, My Eloise. And 12, Flying Shelley. Three, five, seven, 10, and 12 from race seven. Race eight, scratch number two, French Marine. Six, Vowmaster. 7, Fear Nought, 11, Operative, 13, Twice as Special, and 15, Send Me a Legend, 2, 6, 7, 11, 13, and 15 from race number 8. Riders you mightn't have, race 8, number 4, Walk and Talkin', Jenny Duggan, and number 5, Silent Agenda, is Jason Collett, awaiting a rider there for race 5, number 16, Portnoy. Let's uh, move on to the next of our uh, interviews for this morning, and uh, that being Mark Newnham joining us for a chat on New Year's Day. Happy New Year's, Mark. How's, how's the, uh, how's the New Year going so far? Uh, no, all good so far. Everyone everyone was in attendance that was supposed to be at the stable this morning, so that's always a good start. Well, you, a little suspicion there that you might have a little casualty or two, but they're all there. Oh, well, they're all there. Actually, the way it works, it, it was good this year because um, we do half staff on, on Sundays. And um, last week, um, <clears throat> the other crew had Christmas morning off. So um, you know, half of them had uh, New Year's off. So anyway, no, we've got the job done. Fair enough. Good morning, Mark. Happy New Year to you. Never any rest in racing, but you get a little break now because you have scratched War Star from the second today. Um, what are your plans for him? Because he really caught my eye the other day in that barrier trial. Oh, he'll go to Canterbury next Friday night in an 1,100-metre okay. maiden. I just didn't want to run him from the outside gate. Have you got an opinion of him, Mark? He's a StarCraft three-year-old, hasn't been to the races yet, but as I said, just the way he accelerated through 
between runners late in that recent trial. He's got something. Yeah, no, he's definitely got something. He um, just getting him to um, switch off a little bit's been the key, and that's why we rode him quite negatively in the trials and just asked him to finish off. So um, um, he, he's he's getting a lot more tractable. So um, he's ready to go to the races. I just would have had to drag him back to last from the outside today, which doesn't give you much chance of winning. Understand. He certainly wanted to keep in our black book, War Star. That leaves your only runner now. You've got to wait until 6.30 for the Canterbury Sprint. Look, we know Dragonstone on his day has got a lot of ability. His form doesn't read that well on paper, but to be fair to him, he, he just never got a crack at them in the razor-sharp last start, Mark. No, look, he hasn't had much go right, really, this preparation. Um if you look at his sectionals, he runs amazing sections every time he goes around. He's, he's run at Kembla and the Warra was very good. Uh, Rose Hill, he got a bit cluttered up, which is something he doesn't enjoy. Um, his usual pattern is get back, get to the outside. Um, and um, that didn't happen either um, at his next run in the Razor Sharp. So he's going there in good order. Um, he'll need a bit of pressure on early, which... There should be in this race yeah. with, um, you know, Space Boy, um, even Vangelic and, and Invincible Kiss um, drawn all inside the favourite. Um, hopefully they just make her do that little bit of work and we have last crack at them. You'll probably be in the second half of the field. You've got a good gate, but what you're saying to us here, you want to see Tyler Shield get this horse to the outside in clear galloping room. Yeah, and that's when he's been at his best. So, um, you know, we won't stray too far from that. If Tyler can have him, you know, probably touch worse in midfield in, in, you know, in front of a couple in a small field and then get him to the outside, he'll have his chance. Ah, terrific. Well, hopefully it's worth the wait, Mark. You've got to wait till 6.30 this afternoon, but it is the Canterbury Sprint. Dragonstone on his day right in the contest. Best of luck this afternoon. Great. Thanks, Ray. Good on you, Mark. Thank you, Mark Newnham. Uh, there for a chat. Yeah, he certainly um, you know, goes with that saying, doesn't it, Ray? He's well up to a race like this Dragonstone. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very much his kind of race, and I think he made, the, he made the valid point there, and I think a lot of form people are looking at this race saying, I am me has been great, and she's obviously very, very talented. A little bit of a different pressure this afternoon from these kinds of horses, but there's only one way for her to find out. It is, and with the way the race will be run, it could set it up for a sweeper and as Mark indicated he just wants to see Dragonstone get to the outside with clear galloping room he, he didn't get that at Rose Hill he certainly didn't get that last start at Randwick in the razor sharp but when races are run to suit and when he does get out wide and can unleash he can rip home as fast as just about any horse in training Dragonstone he's got a terrific turn of foot so it'll be interesting how this race runs and how it sets up and just that horse Warstar um, Richard, I, I really liked his trial. I don't want to bang on about it, but I'll be waiting for him Friday night. Yeah, for sure. There was a good set of trials there at Wyong the other day, and um, if you, anyone who wants to sort of try and find a few winners, they might have already mm. found some. Uh, Kim War had Garrison and Chipper come it, out of those wasn't he trials. Good yesterday, uh, Garrison, gee. It was good. And what did Kim yeah. say after the race? He sort of might have <laughs> certainly needed the run, but he was still yeah. too good. She was worried he wasn't quite forward enough in condition because he's a big lump of a horse too. When you get up close to him, you realise the sheer size of him and he, yeah. he definitely needed a run, but he's got class about him and I didn't realise Kim was telling us after the race this horse nearly died after he 
ran second at Warwick Farm in midwinter. He, he suffered colic and as can happen, um, it was very serious. They just got him to the vets on the operating table in time. They very nearly lost him, but he's back literally bigger and better than ever, and, and that was some win yesterday. He, he's in for a good prep, Garrison. Yeah, no doubt about that, and uh, Kim's team ticking along very, very well. So is the stable that we're about to have a chat with. That is Talik Lodge. Adrian Bott is always up for a chat on race morning. Adrian, good morning, and a very happy New Year to you and the family. Yeah, good morning, guys, and to you. Jeez, yeah. hey, good you morning, sound, you sound, you sound yeah. upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> nice early, nice early uh, sleep last night. So unfortunately, <laughs> didn't make the uh, twelve o'clock fireworks. So yeah, a bit of a spring in the step today. Sound better than Baker. <laughs> he was in good form when I saw him last. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the tactic, Rich. Hey, the early nights and you're free to rock and roll on New Year's Day. Exactly, exactly. No, no, no harm in being fresh the next day. Exactly. Hey, uh, good morning, Adrian, and Happy New Year to you. And a, and a good day yesterday for the stable. Just the one winner, too much caviar, but geez, tough. But the little pumper was excellent running second. Resonator, a good return to form running third. And Major Artie in his race showed good signs, finishing a close fourth. He would have left the track happy with all four yesterday. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, yeah, particularly the last horse, Major Artie, he, he, he's mm. first up, so he, he's going to continue to improve throughout the preparation as we get over a bit further. I uh, thought the, the little pumper was very, very brave. Um, yeah, he still just did a couple of things wrong, but uh, he'll continue to improve with racing. Uh, may sort of pop up in uh, the English series race going forward um, and, and resonate. He, he, he was excellent, um, you know, from wide draw, stuck on well. Uh, we're hoping for the win there to get him up to the three-year-old Magic Millions guineas. Uh, we're probably sort of sitting on the borderline there and making the field, so just got to uh, see where we're at with him. I ideally would okay. love to get him up there for, for the race. Uh, speaking of magic, me and Summer Loving had a trial today. How did she jump? Were you happy with her? And the novelist, his form's holding up. And ha how do you see this magic means two-year-old class? We've had a couple of trainers on earlier. They think it's a very even bunch. It might very well come down to the barrier draw, Adrian. Yeah, I certainly think that's a, a, a fair point. Um, you know, we're continuing to see plenty of form uh, and winners continue to come out of the, the Wyong Magic Millions race mm. um, yesterday. Um and Summer Loving, I guess she's coming through that form. She had, I thought, a, a nice trial on, on the Gold Coast. So she was able to have a good look around the track there. Uh, she had the blinkers on for the first time. I thought she travelled uh, much better, um, you know, in, in, in those. So she'll, she'll have them uh, for the race. Um, she's come through that well. She's in good shape. And, uh, yeah, is, you know, taking a line through all that form, well, um, well and truly she's, uh, you know, she, she should certainly still be in the mix. Yeah, and the, the novelist is probably still under the radar a little, but all he can do is win. He's won both his his races very, very well. How, how's he going at the moment? Yeah, great. He's he's remained up in uh, Brisbane after that win. Uh, he's come through that in, in, in great shape, so just got to keep him ticking over in, into the race. Um, we'll be heading up there for the sales uh, this week, so I'll be able to sort of put him through his paces again throughout the week and, um, you know, sort of just put the finishing sort of touches on him, but... He's he's pretty straightforward, and and as you said, uh, you know each each week that goes by, a new winner sort of pops up. You seem to sort of slide down the the pecking order a little bit again. Uh, but he's done nothing wrong. He's in good shape, and as with um, Platinum Jubilee, um, you know I thought she was um, you know an excellent run there first up, open to improvement. Um, she'll head up there this this week and and get settled in. But uh, again, another one that she's pretty straightforward, uncomplicated, and. With the right draw and a bit of, bit of luck, well, she's she should still be in the mix as well. 
Yep, strong team for the Magic Millions as always. Four runners today at Canterbury. Adrian, you've got to wait till race three and 4.40 for Rocketeer Girl to go around, but she's drawn a good gate and I thought a debut run when she tried to match motors with her stablemate high, Dubai. She did a good job to hang on and run fourth. Yeah, stuck on stuck on very well for her first mm. outing. Uh, gets the gets the blinkers today for the for the first time. I thought that uh, sharpened her up a little bit in 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 her work. Um, so expected it be nice and positive today. Uh, you know, particularly from that better draw, and uh, just with that bit of improvement. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think she's a, a great chance for us. She looks looks well trained on accordingly, and and, and the blinkers just might give her that little bit of improvement. Uh, Vangelic, we know she's a, a proven mare at a high level, resuming in a what looks to be a, a pretty hot Canterbury sprint over 1,200. Had two trials. Um, how is she shaping up for a clash with IME and others today? Uh, she seems very well. Can't can't fault her by any means. Her, her work's been you know, right up to the mark and, and, and looks to be um, you know, the, the Vangelic that we've seen in, in previous campaigns. Um, I must say we're, we're going into the race off the back of probably what looked to be a, a disappointing trial um you know i don't have any reason for that um but i, I can't falter in in her work um she is coming up against a couple that are sort of deep into the campaign and, and in form and um you know obviously sort of down the weight so uh, she's got that against her today um she does improve uh generally off her, her first up run and um the targets um to try and get it to the magic millions there second up so um, expect her to improve off this um, and, and be sort of better suited to the conditions there second up. But obviously want to see her being very competitive off, off the back of today to, to sort of warrant going towards that target. Yeah, understand. The Unicorn um, back to Sydney. You tested her at stakes level on the back end of the, the Melbourne Spring. A little freshen up since. Nice trial in between, albeit behind a, a speed machine there in Divine OK, okay at Hawkesbury. But the Unicorn race seven, drawn a nice gate, Adrian. Yeah, she she has. Um, yeah, obviously, just in stakes company there, the, the the pressure of that race, and she had the blinkers on for the first time, and and she just did a bit too much. She sort of fired up a bit in them and, and got running over the fourteen hundred there. So um, they come off, and and she's dropping back in trip with a freshen up. She's seems nice and um, yeah, well in herself. Just sort of been working on getting a getting a settled. Um, she's nice sharp filly, and you know I think she's gone the right way for us. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see you back and, and hoping to see you bounce back to form for us today. Fair enough. And in the last, Adrian, Four Val is an interesting runner. Look, I'm, 1,200 metres might be short of his best, but he's drawn a nice gate. And although he hasn't won first up, he's never missed a place in four previous attempts. So, And he's trialled really well both times going into today. Yeah, certainly. He's, uh, he's, he's had the three trials, so he's, he's pretty forward for today. Um, I, I, I like his... Latest one um, is great, travelled really well and, and strong through the line. He's backed that up with a, a couple of sort of really nice gallops. We we had him entered for a few races after his second trial and just wasn't in, in, entirely happy with what we saw in, 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 in the subsequent work. So I took him back for a third trial uh, and, and I think it's sort of been the right decision. He's really gone ahead since. So happy with him going in today. I think he's in good shape and, yeah, want to see a, a nice positive return and, and hopefully he can, uh, yeah, keep up that good record there. Terrific. Good team this afternoon. Always competitive chances from Tullock Lodge. Best of luck today, Adrian, and, and Happy New Year to you and your family. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Just just quickly, if, if you're there, Adrian, I noticed this Gold Coast trial. I'm a massive summer-loving fan. We all are. A. Hieronymus in, uh, aboard her in the trial. Adam, 
Adam yeah. back in the game and yourself and Gay have never been too too far away from saying you've always been a, a fan of Adam as he works his way back. Yeah, he's, he's obviously still got a, a bit to go just in, in regards to his fitness, so trying to sort of pick up a few trials uh, where he can. Um, he's sort of helping out with some of the some of the work with the horses in Queensland and, and here in Sydney, obviously. So, yeah, when you're doing the foreman on, on that trial as well, take into account a few extra kilos carried in, the, in, in that particular heat for the top weight there. So, um, you know, it's, uh, but he's, he, he's great. He gets on well with them. Um, you know, knows the team well. I think he's just sort of, you know, happy to, um, you know, put his head down, work hard and, um, you know, sort of try and make the opportunities again while he can. So he's, um, yeah, pretty, pretty determined and focused at present. I'd imagine so. Thank you, Body. Thanks for joining us on New Year's Day. Good luck today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Adrian Bott there, Talek Lodge, and yeah, we, um, Adam, um, back from uh, that uh, uh, time on the sidelines, isn't he, Ray? And uh, mm. I, I'm sure there's no one keen to get back, stuck back in, and no one maybe to, to prove a point than uh, than Adam. Yeah, exactly. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and he, he was reluctant to do an interview, and I understand that because he spent two years away. He's got a lot of um, time to make up, so to speak, and uh, he really was, wants to just focus on getting back and riding and more importantly he's got that support from Gay and Adrian so uh, that's a little vote of confidence in him that they flew him to Brisbane to ride Summer Loving in that trial and from all accounts it looked like she jumped well with the blinkers on, raced in a forward position and did everything right so that's a good sign going to the Magic Mans because she has cost herself in both the starts with those, those slow getaways. Yeah, I reckon she's a beauty. Uh, Michael Friedman's on the line for a chat. And Michael, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Morning, Richard. Happy New Year to you. Morning, Ray. Uh, what's news morning, around Michael. the stables? Yeah. Exactly. Happy New Year, Michael. And I've got to ask you about Daytona yesterday. And um, <laughs> look, we'll cut to the chase. He was super unlucky. Probably dare say he should have won. Where mm. does that put him now? Re, re a magic means guinea start. Yeah, it's a little bit unfortunate. I mean, I think at this stage we needed to win yesterday to, yeah. to sort of get enough prize money to get in. But we've, we've sort of had a bit of a chat about it last night with with, with Henry and the crew. And um, at this stage, we'll probably send him up and, and give him a crack next weekend uh, at the Gold Coast in that uh, 1,300 metre race. Um, it's worth a bit of prize money. And <clears throat> it'd, if he was able to... To sort of win there, that <clears throat> excuse me, that would probably you know sneak him into the race, but it's not ideal. We kind of you know had yesterday sort of picked out as the race to try and get him into into that guineas race, but um, uh, unfortunately it wasn't to be. Yeah, no, he was desperately unlucky. We'll watch for him next week. Any mm. stay insides amongst the two-year-old team this season? Well, yeah, I think there's some certainly some nice uh, nice young horses coming through. Um, I've got a few trialling at Warwick Farm on Tuesday and then there'll be uh, sort of a few more the week after, either at Randwick or Rose Hill, um, that I've sort of purposely held back a little bit because I, I sort of had a similar program with Stay Inside a couple of years ago where he sort of kicked off his first start, I think, from memory, about the 21st of January. So um, there's a few there. I've got Blanc de Blanc. Um, she's come back in after a bit of a a freshen up um, after her sort of luckless run in the nursery. And yeah. I sort of think that the form, as it appears at the moment, sort of stacking up all around her, uh, just looking at the two-year-old results over the last couple of weeks.
yeah, that English nursery does look a good, uh, strong form race. Um, mm. Two runners today, Michael Ashani. Lovely I am invincible filly. Look, um, she didn't have a lot of luck the other day at Canterbury in the high Dubai race. She was on the rail, didn't get a lot of galloping room in the straight. Probably should have mm. finished a touch closer. Yeah, definitely. And I think Sam Clippenden sort of felt the same. He probably wouldn't have uh, been able to beat the winner who won pretty comfortably. Um, but certainly with a with a sort of a, a, a clearer run, Sam felt she could have finished second or third. Um, yep. So, you know, I thought it was a, a good effort with, with not much luck. And she's um, she's trained on well. Um, we had her in at uh, Gosford a couple of times this week during the week and she sort of drew off the track both times. So uh, with the good draw and Jason on today, I sort of felt it was the right, uh, the right option for her. And she's, you know, as I said, she's trained on well and, with a little more luck, I think she can certainly you know, make her presence felt. And ringmaster in the last, um, I dare say the the wet tracks during spring hampered him. But his mm. two trials, particularly that recent trial, he was sort of third the fence, never got any gallop room. So he's run eighth of ten, but he was mm. absolutely bolting under Keegan and back on top of the ground at last. I, I think mm. he can do something today. Yeah, look, he's. He's a funny kind of horse. I mean, he, he had a, a, a luckless you know, campaign up in Brisbane as a two-year-old. Where, yeah. you know, I think from memory in that JJ Atkins, he was sort of three wide with no cover for the whole trip and they only sort of grabbed him the last little bit. And <clears throat> he came back from that winter campaign and he just he never really looked to my eye that, that sort of healthy in the spring. Um, he sort of was carrying a winter coat most of the time and he did put in a good run at Flemington in one of those races over 1400 where again I think from memory Damien Oliver rode him and he didn't get much galloping room and then we brought him back to Sydney and obviously struck that horrible track the, the day they called the races off so yeah. um, I've been very happy with him I don't think he's ever looked any better than he looks at the moment um, it's probably the softest sort of race he's run in for a little while yeah. Um, and I certainly think, you know, if he can, as you pointed out, reproduce how he trialled and, and how he galloped on Tuesday, uh, I think he can run well. Yeah, I think he's won a, a really good chance in the last. Mm. Two good uh, chances today, Michael. Um, best of luck and, and Happy New Year, mate. Thanks, Ray. Happy New Year to you too. Good on you, Michael. Thank you. I'll see the, uh, the races uh, a little later on. Michael Freeman, yeah, quite like that ringmaster. He's, yeah. um, he's uh, certainly a bit of a talent. Just thinking about this, uh, the Magic Millions, it's the same with Inglis's too, uh, with the various, um, various ladies' bonuses. But, gee, I'll tell you what, that mounting out at the Gold Coast, what, the novelist is a ladies' horse for tricolours. And, and also uh, Croatian Bell, who won yesterday in Melbourne. Yeah, did a good job. It's going yeah. to be a pretty, pretty busy mounting yard with the ladies up there, if they're in, if they're in the finish, I would have thought. Yeah, what, what's the bonus, Rich? Is it? Oh, I, th- I think if, you, if, you, if, if it's a, I think our, our, our next guest might be able to uh, elaborate. I don't know whether he's had a horse that's uh, has, has gone close. I think if you're the if you're the first ladies own all ladies own horses home on the Gold Coast, there's a, a, a significant bonus coming your yeah. way, money wise. So anyway, I'll speak of Gary Portelli who's joining us for a chat on New Year's Day. Morning, Gaz. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, guys. Um, great to get through last year and. Looking forward to the new one. For sure. Yeah, good morning, Gary, and well, best of luck in 2023. You did have a great year, of course, with Fireburn and Sajardin, and uh, they're both back in work, and you're happy where they're coming up for autumn? Yeah, hopefully February starts off well for us all, and we can push right through the autumn and 
and hopefully there's a few more babies amongst the ones that are in work now that might start putting, you know, raising their hand as well. You know, I think it was this time last year where Flyburn started to put, uh, uh, make notice of herself and, and um, certainly wasn't thinking I had a golden slipper winner with her in the stable at that point. So we're just hoping there's a few there that are just about that stage now that are, um, are going to come up. But, you know, it's... Uh, it's not that easy, unfortunately. You can, uh, you can go through life and not have a golden slipper runner, let alone a winner. So, you know, um, there's a process you go through. And, and um, you know, as I say, about the next few weeks, I think that's when the, the good horses start to turn up. Just quickly, Gary, how is your team shaping up for the Magic Millions? Oh, look, we've only got a few that we're heading up there. I'm not sure what we can do with Above and Beyond, last start winner. Um, we'll see what happens with Space Boy today. Um, I'll be sending Snitcat up for the big maiden next weekend. Um, we didn't get anything qualified this year, unfortunately, for the, the Magic Means. It um, just came along too fast for some of our babies this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hard part getting into these big races is qualifying and, and then having them peak on the day. And all the trainers that have got horses are ready for it now. We'll be watching very closely how their horses are doing um, this next week or so as they lead into this big race because they've obviously got them qualified. But now that. Now you've got to have them cherry ripe on the day and uh, you know, they've got to travel well, they've got to climatise that heat that they've got to put up with them up there and then the pressure around the source bowl. You know, it's a, it's a, um, a high-pressure race and they've got to be really ready for it. Exactly, yeah, I no, understand. Uh, you've got a busy afternoon coming up, Gary, and you, you start the day in race four with Bat Out of Hell and this hell-bent three-year-old in his first prep doing really good things and he deserves his crack at in city grade now. He does. He's working working well towards city city grade, and this is certainly not. I don't think the strongest race he's raced in so far. I'm which surprised about the price. And anyway, the owners are a very animated bunch of guys. I think there's been a bit, a bit of um, uh, a bit of uh, social media about the way they uh, they get excited on race day, and they'll all be there. I'd say today, and hopefully he runs well for them because um, they'll certainly liven up Canterbury. <laughs> oh, I reckon that's a great scene. We saw it yesterday with a couple of the ownership groups. I reckon that just makes the, the race day. The Maxinator, sorry, Gary, in race five, gets out to 1,900. I know it was only a small field there at Warwick Farm the other day, but he, he worked home quite nice. He looks like he needs the extra trip. Look, he's been begging us to try him over further, but he's got a bad yeah. habit of getting a little bit keen in his races early. So I've had to spend a lot of time trying to switch him off and get him to relax. And um, I thought Julia Pressett's my apprentice rode him last week and um, um, he said, good enough. And I think that that run and the amount of work I've given him since should have the edge off him. And I'm really hoping to go and pass the post the first time they, they get running. And, and if they do, he'll settle and um, um, he'll uh, he'll be strong because he, he did finish off strongly last start at Warwick Farm. He's a beautiful, big, strong horse. Um, and um, owned by the McDonald's and their family are all going to be there on the day so looking forward to seeing a good result for them Exactly, how's Space Boy Gary, he he broke the clock there at Canterbury over 12.52 runs back, he was game last start in a strong race down the straight at Flemington, significantly today for the Canterbury sprint you've drawn perfect barrier for Space Boy Yeah, as long as he jumps away clean, which has been a little bit of a habit for a while there, he started missing the start, but if he jumps clean uh, we'll be sending him pretty urgently down the back straight. Uh, I know AM is a very fast horse and probably, without a doubt, one of the very few in the race that's going to go right up with the job. It's a beautiful filly, a beautiful mare. Um, and I get pointed her out every morning by the Mar team because we've been sort of uh, jostling for this race for a while now. And um, <laughs> I think I'm, I secretly think I'm going to lose the bet. But anyway, I'm going, we're going to have a crack at beating them. Um, but, you know, it's... A, 
he's an honest little horse when he's right, man. He gets around Canterbury well. He said he ran a course record, but he won. That's probably why he's been supported so far. And, um, you know, his run was good down the straight. Just the track was very, very firm. It was a good three, and he doesn't really fire on them sort of tracks. So it was probably a lot better run. The fact that he um, he only got better length in the quarter, he usually just gives up on them heavy track, on them hard hard tracks. So uh, he's in good form. Terrific, yeah. Hollywood Gossip ran well second up last prep, albeit on a heavy track. Um, <clears throat> can she improve today? Oh, she can certainly improve. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the day she bungled the start a little bit, got a bit awkward out the gates, and then at about the six hundred, I, I don't know, he just uh, Brocky just sort of let her slide, and she ended up sort of running. Probably from the 600 to the to the turn, fast sectionals and far too fast. First up, only one trial, and she just flattened out late. I thought the run was pretty good. But it just been a little bit more patient. I think she might have finished the race off a lot better than what she did. She ran out of her skin that day, and I think today the smaller field. If she jumps on terms, she has got the speed to lead, and she is good second up. So um, I, I think I contemplated not running when I saw the, the field was big and were wide. But now that it's a smaller field, I think we uh, we we have a throw up the stumps because I certainly don't think she should be twenty to one. Fair enough. And this flashy chestnut walk and talking in the last, probably you were thinking about whether run or not from his awkward gait, but the form around him, Gary, this horse is flying. He beat Fielding at Warwick Farm, Fielding since won. He beat Yoshino at Canterbury last start. Yoshino won yesterday. He's yeah. just in a rich vein of form, walk and talking. Yeah, he is. Um, he's just, you know, he's had a great preparation. Um, I've got to say though, we we miss our our rider, a regular rider, Julia Press. It's had a track work fall last week, and she's out for a good month. I'd say with some some you know some she's tough. I tell you, she had some fractures in the spine. She broke a collarbone. She had broken ribs, and I think she might have even had a, a punctured lung. And she said, "I'll be back in work. I'll be back riding in a month's time." And uh, yeah. I tell you, that's yeah. tough. But she's had a great association with this horse, and and I hope that that's not the key that we're looking for because. Um, um, sometimes you do see that a jockey really has an affinity with a horse, and, and she certainly has that. But I'm pretty sure that we got uh, James working on uh, Jenny Duggan. She's going to ride him today. Yes, and she'll claim two, and that'll that'll help. And she's she's had a lot of luck at our stable as well, and he's in good order. So uh, you know, I think like you say, the form's good around him. He's, he's a hot shot, be hard to beat. But there's some strong Saturday form around him now, so you know, I think he should be there. Exactly. Hey Gary, thanks for joining us this morning. Best of luck today, and and happy New Year to you and your family. Yeah, say to everyone out there, and hopefully we have a prosperous, prosperous and uh, and a healthy new year for everybody. Exactly. Well said, Gaz. Good on you, Gary Portelli, and uh, yeah, well represented, isn't he? Right, at the races today, and um, I'm sure some of his horses will feature amongst the tips coming up shortly. Yeah, absolutely. And that walk and talking, as we just talking about. Um, Rich, the form around him is just so good at the moment and uh, just that awkward draw is a bit of a leveller but Gary's rolling the dice and you can understand why the horse is flying. Okay, I'm going to get stuck into some scratchings here, Ray, and, the, and then we'll do some uh, a bit of Sydney form. For sure. Good man. Ray will be back with Luke and uh, Munn shortly. Let's go to Canterbury today. 39 scratchings for Canterbury today. Let's uh, finalise them here. Good four. Uh, penetrometer 4.9. And they are as follows. Race one, take out nine, Monty Outlander. And 12, Sade. Nine and 12 from race one. Race two, take out number one, Bucks Party. Nine, Step Aside. And 11, War Star. One, nine and 11, from race two. Race three, scratch one, Capital Queen. Three, Jilly, uh, Chili Jam. Got that wrong earlier as well. Four, Shui. Seven, La Patrice. Nine, Monopoly Girl. Eleven, Nanchi. Twelve, Posasana. And fourteen, Venelope. 
one, three, four, seven, nine, eleven, twelve, and fourteen from race three. Race four, scratch seven, super chilled, ten, maritima, thirteen, cushy, and fourteen, dash, 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 seven, ten, thirteen, fourteen from race four. Race five, scratch one, handsome, two, fongahu, three, rock the bells, six, zuson boy. 10, Our Belle Fee, 11,000 Years, 17, Just Business, 18, Real Peace, 19, Do Well Legend, and 20, Isla. So race five, Canterbury, put the pen through. 1, 2, 3, 6, 10, 11, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Race six, take out eight, much, much better. Race seven, scratch three, Esson, five, Diamond Dealer, seven, Morian, 10, Maya Louise, and 12, Flying Shelley. 3, 5, 7, 10, and 12 from race 7. And race 8, scratch 2, French Marine. 6, Vowmaster. 7, Fearnaught. 11, Operative. 13, Twice as Special. And 15, Send Me a Legend. Uh, right there for Portnoy. Race 5, 16, Zach Lloyd goes aboard there. Didn't have that earlier. In Varela Racing today, Gary Cleese has his preview just prior to 10 o'clock today. And as far as Inverell goes, for Cup Day, Shorts Day, good four. Railed true, eight race program, and there are 12 scratchings in Inverell. Race one, take out two. Uh, Chiaraj, race one, number two. Race two is clear. Race three, take out six, the Polonitsa. Seven, Vanilli, and 17, Stable Talk. Six, seven, and 17 from the third at Inverell. Race four, scratch six, the difference. Eight, sure strategy. 10, Drakenfels, and 11, Sapello. Six, eight, nine, and 10 from race four. Race five, take out 13, Salt and Pepper. Race six, scratch four, Casino Lord, and 10, Nosy. Four and 10 from race six. Race seven, cleared. Race eight, scratch number 10, Albanjo. They are the scratchings there. 12 in total for Inverell Racing today. Let's go to Flemington in Victoria, where they have Chester Manifold Day. Also, the Bagot for the Stayers. Eight races from Flemington on a good four. The rail's out four metres for the entire circuit. Total of 20 scratchings. Race one, take out one Croatian Bell. She was good yesterday. Five, Extremely Wicked. And six, Migratory. One, five, six from race one. Race two, clear. Race three, scratch 11, Entremet, race three, number 11. Race four, out comes three, Deep Speed. Six, Vermentino. Uh, seven, Mr. Moppet. And 12, Dazzling Lucy. Three, six, seven, and 12 from race four. Race five, take out one, Signers Express. And five, Rambler Rebel. One and five from race five. Race seven, uh, race six is cleared. Race seven, take out five, Team Captain. Nine, Protection Money. And number 12, uh, I Nay for Hay. Five, five, nine, and 12 from race seven. Race eight, take out number two, Love and Laughs. Four, Mr. Moneybags. 11, Netanyahu. 14, El Cordobes. 16, Our Boy Brian. 18, La Sante. And 19, Euro Dandy. Two, four, 11. 14, 16, 18, and 19 from race eight at Flemington. And let's get to the Sunshine Coast racing there in Queensland today. Uh, on the back of a, a massive day up north yesterday. Good four. Rails out three metres. Seven races there at the Sunshine Coast today. 
A bit of rain around the place as well. Penetrometer 6.61, but a good four. 17 scratchings. Race one, take out six, upstart legend. Race two, scratch nine, spirit princess. Race three, scratch ten, Akashi. Race four, scratch seven, spill the secret. 11, I am Pearl. 13, out of Termina. And 15, Grand Cur. 7, 11, 13, 15 from race four. Race five, scratch three, pretty flash. Race six, outcome is 10, Metaverse. 11, will not quit. And 14, Stella. 10, 11, 14 from race six. And race seven, take out one, Maxi Tap. Eight, Shagata Rock. 11, Vandini, 13, Miss Antarctica, 16, Alpha Jane, and 19, uh, De Valaine. 1, 8, 11, 13, 16, 19 from race 7 at the Sunshine Coast. Quarter past 8 on New Year's Day. We'll take a short break on the other side. Ray Thomas is joined by Luke Marlowe and Glenn Munsey for the very best of Canterbury Form Talk. The putters panel. Market at this stage has Disneck at $5. The horses that have run uh, haven't gone outstandingly by any stretch in the imagination. Disneck didn't go that bad in the Golden Gift and probably had a little bit more depth than this race here. Disney's clear. Race experience to the four and the first. Disney by a length and a half. The putters panel. Friday morning, Racing HQ. That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's an espresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing. Get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide. From kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big, but what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale. On now. Bingley. Better living every day. January 2023, we'll see that Samworth Harness Racing Club states the 39th running of its signature multi-quick golden guitar series. Ten days of exciting pacing action culminates in the Carnival of Cups meet on Friday, January 20 at Samworth Harness Racing Club's Golden Guitar Paceway. Too darn hot, 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 and too darn hot, too darn good. Looking a very special two-year-old and wins easily. A champion two-year-old, champion three-year-old, who is by UK's best ever stallion, Dubali. He was four from four at two, dominating the Group 1 Dewhurst Stakes, then added two more Group 1s at three. Too darn hot. His first yearlings are at the sales now. Get more on tap at your local with the Tap app. Share every race with your mates, live. Plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this. This too. This. Go, you good thing. And inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use venue mode at your local on the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show, 17 minutes past eight on New Year's Day. Good morning to you if you're emerging or just getting home. I don't know, if you're just getting home, good luck to you. You've had a good night, I would imagine, but um, it's uh, time to dive into the Sydney form. Before we do, uh, Chairman of Stewards for Racing New South Wales is Steve Ralton, and Steve's always good enough to join us on Race Morning. I think he's there now. Good morning, Steve, and a happy New Year to you. Morning, Richard, and Happy New Year to you and the listeners. 
I'm looking at the stewards report from yesterday at Ramwick. There was a little bit going on. A couple of riders uh, might be spending some time on the sidelines. I'll speak of Zach Lord, Jason Collett and Nashra Willer there. So a little bit going on there yesterday. Yes, it was a late departure, um, as it was on Boxing Day. So we've, uh, we've had a couple of busy days, and hopefully today won't be like that. Uh, what have you seen through the reports to, uh, to let the listeners know about? Uh, Reed Canterbury today. Uh, race three, number six, Ashani. Um, last uh, at Canterbury on the 9th of December. Finished on the heels of the place getters, but um, didn't have a lot of luck in the straight between the 350 and the 150. Was held up and not able to be fully tested. Um, you touched on it earlier with, um, with Mark Newnham, um, with uh, Dragonstone race six, number five. He finished second last at his last run, but was not able to be tested really at any stage of the straight and uh, could not find clear running wherever he went, uh, Tom Sherry. So uh, it's pretty f- pay to forget his run. And um, this the only other one I've got of some sort of note, race seven, number eight, Luna Rocks. Zod's on favourite and finished um, seventh of ten at uh, Hawkesbury at its last start it was disappointing, but after the race was found to be displaying cardiac arrhythmia, so that might explain the um, the filly's uh, disappointing run. And she's since um, passed her vet checks and uh, passed a trial at uh, on the 23rd of December. Yeah, she looked good at the trials the other day. Good on you, Steve. Great to chat Thanks. race morning, and um, we'll do it again soon. Okay, for sure. Thanks. Good on you, Steve Rowlton there, Chairman of Stewards, on for a chat. Uh, let's jump into Canterbury Racing today. Beautiful day in Sydney, and uh, if you're in Sydney and surrounds, you're a bit of a loose end and umming and ahhing what to do. Uh, as I welcome Ray Thomas back into the coverage, get out to Canterbury. It'll be, it'll be a good day for a twilight program there today, Ray. It, it will, Rich. Weather perfect and a really interesting program. A few scratchings, but that's understandable given we've got... Such a busy week coming up. Richard, doubleheader this weekend, obviously. Then Warwick Farm is Wednesday, Canterbury Friday night, Rose Hill Saturday. So plenty of options for these trainers and owners, and uh, hence that's one of the reasons we've got a number of scratchings from today's meeting. Get our money's worth from Luke Marlowe today. We'll have him now. We'll have him for behind the gates. I'm working with him at the track this afternoon. Luke, good morning, and a very happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well, Richard, and to Ray and to all the listeners. Um, boys, uh, to put it in racing terms this morning, hampered out of the gates and just a little <laughs> bit off the bridle uh, in the early stages this morning. But it's great to be with you. Not where you start, it's where you finish, though, Luke. <laughs> oh, 100%. 2,400 metre race, and I'm just building the revs early. So um, looking forward to a big day, Rich. Okay, one man. I'm, it's business as usual for our man, Glenn Munsey, and he, he joins us as always. Hello, Munsey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Richard, and to all the listeners. Good morning to Ray, good morning to Luke. Well, when you've seen as many New Year's as I have, Richard, you know, they tend to blend into just a normal day. And when you get <laughs> Do you to bring the mood problems. down? <laughs> Fire up, Munz. Fire bring, up. Bring the mood well, down. Oh, that's, that's all, you know, it's a bit of a de rigueur. But, you know, when you get to sort of elite athleticism like myself, oh, you know, you, you can, you know, Luke's a little bit scratchy, you know, just, you know, warming up. But, you know, some of us, they just, you know, blend into the day and you're just moving sweetly. You know, it's like watching, you know, uh, Steph Curry, you know, the, the Steph Curry there, you know, in the, the basketball, just lobbing them from, you know, half court, just just for practice. <laughs> if you can't give yourself a rat, Muns, on New Year's Day, no one <laughs> yeah. can. He's put himself in a league, league there, hasn't he, boys? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, well, I must admit, MVP I, I, company. <laughs> I was in bed about court to 11, so. <laughs> <laughs> Tucked up, yeah, Tucked up and... It was a long, long day yesterday, and uh, thank God they have those fireworks early. Anyway, 
<laughs> for the kiddies, for the toddlers, and the likes of you, Glenn. And the grandparents, anyway, yes. That's right. That's right. That's, that's, uh, you're in that mould these days. You've been a quick-fire granddad in the last couple of months. Let's dive in, shall we, guys? And uh, eight races, Canterbury. Tracks are good for. Tracks should be in just perfect order here. Rail on the true eight races. And let's dive in. First race on the day is a 20-past-three start for the Ned Australian Whiskey. Oh, might be too early to be talking about that, but Mun's the market oh, for <laughs> for a set weights maiden three olds and upwards, nineteen hundred meters. Uh, Luke, I'll provide you with the Neds as we do the preview. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Yeah. And, and I can tell you, although the penetrometer 4.9, Richard, the, the going stick readings are a little bit firmer than the last two Friday night meetings. Uh, they've been, uh, the last Friday night meeting, 11 point, uh, uh, 11.1 and 11.9. Today we're 11.7 and 14. And the previous night meeting with a penal of 4.85, uh, the going stick was 11.1 and 12.3. So just a fraction firmer, uh, the track there. And, of course, uh, well, not as, as late a start for, uh, than a night meeting, uh, but uh, uh, we got a 20 past three start anyway. So let's rip into the first here. Well, we start with Citric, and it is a $51 chance. Fuday at $3, and that price makes it favourite already in from $3.50 earlier this morning. Rapid Impact at $26. Sulmar is at $16. We've got Tycoon Charger as a $7 pop. Juma at $4.60. Keys to Love at $26. Rangatiki is a $7.50 chance. Monte Outlander is a scratching $0.03 cents a win and $0.03 cents a place. Mr. Plume at $4. Semper Invictus is a $51 chance. And Shaday is out $0.06 cents a win and $0.07 cents a place. So good money this morning and not much money uh, uh, apart from that. But good money this morning for Food Day here. Uh, as I said, $3.50 into a $3 favourite and is clearly the top run. Just a few sort of uh, market adjustments here. Juma did go up $6 this morning, is now a $4.60 chance. And the second pick in the race is actually Mr. Plume, who went up the three sixty second favourite and has been pushed to $4.00. Yeah, where does Fuday get in the run here, boys? It's the key. We heard from Brad Whittup with Richard earlier. He doesn't have a lot of early speed. So, But in saying that, they won't be breaking any track records here in the opener. Uh, I think Tycoon Charger probably leads by default here, Luke. The stewards map does have Semper Invictus coming across from a whitish gate. He is a rock-hard fit. Juma should lob into a lovely spot. And Mr. Plume and Ranger TK also getting nice runs. They won't go too hard here, Luke. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Ray. Um, it's it's devoid of speed, isn't it? Um, mm. I'm hoping he can land just behind them. Uh, food eyes. He's got the finishing speed. He did run the sixth best last 200 of the meeting last start in, in what was, I admit, a slowly run race. So, of course, they had to come home quick. But he's now fourth, uh, fifth up into a preparation. He's out to 1,900. He's super fit. Dylan Gibbons going on. Um, he'll do me. I think he can break through at Canterbury later this afternoon. Number eight, Rangatiki, uh, I thought was most certainly a danger. Um, the slow speed of that race last start didn't suit Rangatiki either. Uh, but it's another horse that's getting deeper into a preparation now and is super fit. Brenton Abdullah, barrier one. Um, we know that the Waller-trained horses, when they draw well, uh, the stable like to utilise the draws. And uh, I can see Rangatiki getting a, a lovely run on the rails here. We'll just need a little bit of luck at some stage. 10, Mr. Plume, I've included. Uh, peeled out early last start and tried to catch them napping, did Nash. And I think the horse just felt the pinch a little bit late, but was right there at the finish. Um, 
it's one of a few chances in this race. And number five, I thought, was next best tycoon charger. He's very one pace, but he's on a quick backup. And uh, he'll be there whacking away. He's on a six-day turnaround, guys. So I was 2, 8, 10 and 5. I think all of the mentioned horses could win the race. So it's a, a tricky start to the day for mine. It is, Luke, isn't it? I've gone Mr. Plume. I, I just liked what he did there at Canterbury. Just his third career start. As Luke mentioned, Nash Willer took off a little early because the pace was, was relatively indifferent, made a wide run. Uh, he kept uh, forging all the way down the straight, making a race of it with the winner, El Bravo. He wasn't beaten far into second spot on the line. He's had that tough seasoning run over the 1900. Today, run of the race stuff's going to go his way, Mr. Plume, and uh, Nashville Willa staying with the horse, I think it'll be really hard to beat in the opener, number 10, Mr. Plume. Food A or Food I, definitely the danger. Um, uh, promising horse, was working home nicely at Canterbury, uh, last start in the super chilled race at his previous run he was run down late by a promising horse in blue skin so the form around him strong just where he gets to in the run and the tempo is the key for mine i think six juma is uh flying under the radar a little this mare uh, a new recruit for team hawks at a second start there it took rabini to run her down late at newcastle i think the 1900 will be no issue and she's another one who'll lob into the right spot an eight rangatiki Definitely hard to beat this mare for all the reasons that Luke mentioned. Comes out of that El Bravo, Mr. Plume race where she was beaten less than a half length right in the contest here. In the opener, 10, Mr. Plume. Just run of the race stuff makes me lean his way. 10, 2, 6 and 8. Okay, numbers here for Mitch Manners calling all the action. 10, Mr. Plume to beat 2, Fudai, 8, Rangatiki and 6, Duma. 10, 2, 8, 6 for Mitch in the first race. Two months is the Drinkwise Plate. Set weights here, three-year-old Colson Geldings, a maiden at the 1,200 metres. And probably plenty of people this morning considering that option after their efforts last <laughs> night. Uh, we start with a scratching here in Bucks Party and the deductions are three cents a win and four cents a place. IQ is our first runner here. Back at the races today as a gelding and it's a $10 chance. Gallic Fox with a tongue tie on at $41. Good once for Johnny Steinmetz at $6. Hollywood Hero is an $8.50 chance. Last hand, back as a gelding at $41. Noble or Nobel at $12. Charlatan, uh, the blinkers go back on today, and um, uh, Joey told us Saturday morning he's still scratching his head with this horse, and it's a $2.15 favourite. Step aside is out, 15 cents a win and 12 cents a place. Uh, Torin Amica uh, with a cross nose band on, and the blinkers off at $6.50. Warstar is out, 7 cents a win and 8 cents a place. West Cork finally makes its debut at the races today, and it's a $12 chance, and Weedle is a $23 pop. Uh, best supported runner here is uh, Charlatan. Uh, this morning, um, as much as $2.40, that was very early this morning and would have been just before Warstar came out. Um, it is clearly the top pick here. Four times the amount of money on it than Torin Amica. And the only other runner with any support whatsoever is Good Once. Yeah, the good ones will be right up on speed here from its good gate. Gallic Fox probably holding the rail. I think they'll share the lead. I think they'll run along a bit here uh, to Luke. Hollywood Hero, we heard from Bjorn Baker earlier. He's hoping to take advantage of that rail's gate and settle forward. I, I think they'll, they'll go along with a genuine clip here in the second, Luke. What do you reckon Nash will do on Charlotte and Ray? I think he'll give him a dig in the ribs, won't he? 
that's the key, try and get him up there on speed. Yeah. He, he was handy when he resumed the other day. And, and look, I know um, uh, Joe Pride was sort of a bit 50-50 about his first up run, but I think the winner that day, Cardone's a nice horse. So if you like Charlatan today, dare I say it, Luke, do we give him one more chance? I think he can definitely win. And I, I'm not really potting him here. I'm more probably mm. potting the price just based on the map. I think... Nash with the blinkers on, he will be positive in my opinion. But he's a he's a chance of being three deep here if he if he doesn't yeah. ping the gates and really go go quickly because good ones will kick up. Toronomic is going to be right there. Um, he might accept the one one if Charlatan wants to go on and try and get outside the lead. So I thought he tried pretty hard first up at Canterbury. He looked to me like he was putting in uh, first up as a gelding and. I think with the blinkers on, he, he definitely can win the race. I've just gone with Toronomica at the better price with the better map. And I liked uh, the booking of Jason Collard. He was slow away at the Beaumont last start. And he did a lot of work in that race to get outside the leader, which actually punctured and ran last. So I thought for him to be still fighting out the finish was a good effort. Charlatan, number eight. He's definitely going to be right there. Uh, five Hollywood Hero was a $600,000 ready-to-run yearling. Um, I didn't mind that Hawkesbury trial. It was a very fast trial, like a race almost. And four good ones. He'll lead and uh, he'll run on. He had the, the setback on Boxing Day where he was scratched. Uh, there was a, a gear issue with him. But um, he butters up again here. Ten, eight, five, and 4 for me, Ray. I've gone 12 West Cork, Luke. Glenn made mention of the number of times this colt has been scratched in recent weeks. Uh, Chris Wall has been waiting for the right race for West Cork. He's an $800,000 Magic Millions uh, purchase. He's by IM Vin Invincible. He's a high-profile three-year-old colt. Uh, he's been given the right grounding. His recent trial at Rose Hill, he was inside horses, but there was plenty under the hood, so to speak. If he had been given a squeeze, I think he would have just darted through and won the trial, but he was held together all the way to the liner. A typical Chris Waller style of trial, but he just looks a nice colt, West Cork. I think he gets a nice run from his good gate here, just off the speed, and uh, I think the weight will be worth it. 12 West Cork, I think, can make a winning debut. No knock on eight Charlton. I agree with everything that Luke said. I thought there was enough signs there um, when he resumed at Canterbury to suggest uh, he can win and win soon, whether it's today. Just that barrier and where he gets to in the run is a slight issue with me, but I thought there were good signs here at Canterbury that being gelded and blinkers on, he'll run well again. Four good ones, puts himself in the contest every time. He's genuine his game. He won't be too far away. And five Hollywood hero, Bjorn Baker gave a nice push for this first starter. He certainly trial well. And uh, from the inside gate, he should get every chance. I've gone 12 West Cork to make a winning debut here in the second at Canterbury. 12, 8, 4 and 5. Yeah, yard might be important here to see how some of these horses uh, look on race day. Uh, some big pedigrees here. Eight on top uh, for Mitch here's Charlatan. Uh, to beat ten, Toronomica. Four good ones and five Hollywood hero. Eight, ten, four and five for Mitch Manners in the second race of the day. From the boys to the girls here, Munns, for race number three, the Petaluma Plate. Three-year-old fillies maiden set weighs 1,200 metres. Yeah, the toppy is a scratching here. Capital clean, no deduction taken for it. Caring lass is a $9 chance. Chili Jam is out, ran yesterday, three cents a win and two cents a place. Schwa E is out, six cents a win and seven cents a place. Infinitive at $6. Ashani is a $6.50 chance. La Patrice is out, no deduction. Leandra at $4.60. Monopoly Girl is out, no deduction. Moonlight Grace at $3.80. That's equal favourite at that price. 
Nanchi is a scratching, the deduction here, six cents a win and seven cents a place. Posayana is a scratching, one cent the win and nothing the place. Rocketeer Girl with the blinkers on, $3.80 equal favourite. Uh, Vanellope uh, is out, one cent the win and nothing the place. Vincetta at $13 and paved with gold is a $126 pop. Uh, best supported runner here is Rocketeer Girl. As much as $5 already, bet about it this morning. They took 5 they took 4.80, they took 4.40, they took 4 now 3.80. It's not a significant amount of money, but it kept getting uh, turned off and is the best supported runner over Moonlight Grace, who did go up the 3.30 favourite this morning and is out to $3.80 already. And the only other runner that gets to four figures so far is Leandra, and it went up a $4 chance and has been pushed to 4.60. I think Rocketeer Girl just finds the fence and leads here. She tried to match motors with Haiju by on debut at Canterbury and did a good job to hold on and run fourth. I think she'll find the fence and lead. Moonlight, Grace and Ashani will kick up. I don't think Leandra will be too far away. I wonder where Vincetta will get in the run here, Luke. She got back at Warwick Farm first up. Uh, of course, this field's been halved by scratching. It's just down to eight runners now. She's drawn the inside gate. If she can hold her position close to the lead, she'll be stalking these leaders and be hard to hold out. Most definitely, Ray. I, I thought she probably could, to be honest. Uh, I thought she'd be three back at worst, but they, mm -hmm. they might try and um, just park her in behind the speed. I'm with Moonlight Grace to beat Rocketeer Girl, but I really considered strongly with the scratchings going the other way this morning. Um, I just thought on Rocketeer Girl, my second selection, she did a lot of work last start. Uh, she was muscled out of the barriers to get outside of High Dubai and then um, I thought she was entitled to, to stop a little bit in the straight. From barrier two, she'll just bounce uh, and be right there. I think she'll do less work and she'll have more gas in the tank at the back end of the race. And those blinkers going on signal a little bit of intent. High Dubai, the winner of that race, she did run last in the Gosford Guineas uh, when she next stepped out. Um, but she's gone straight to the paddock, so she might not have been right. Um, in saying all of that, I think Moonlight Grace is a very game filly. She was cast wide last start at Gosford and uh, I thought she was very brave. She was only nabbed on the line. Reese Jones claims, and I, I think she's hard fit, and, and she'll run well. I think they'll control the race up front and fight it out, those two. Uh, but I'm 10 to beat 13. Number five, Infinitive, I've included. I think it's got scope to improve at its second race start. That debut was sound. And number 15, Vincetta, for the reasons Ray alluded to. Just lobs right there from barrier one. Solid run first up. Back in distance uh, was just some little question mark for me. Um, her debut was at 1,300 metres, so I just want to keep that in mind. I've gone eight Leandra here. Luke, um, uh, you describe Moonlight Grace's game. She is, and I think Leandra is in a, a similar bracket. Her two runs have been excellent. She was a very close third on debut at Kembla behind Thomas Slava and good one so the format of that's held up. And then, gee, I thought she really fought hard at Canterbury last up behind Demiana. I think she gets a nice run here. Probably could even end up in the 1-1 here, Leandra. And if that's the case, I think she'll go very close to winning this. I like her from 10 Moonlight Grace. No knock. Her two runs have been excellent for all the reasons that Luke mentioned. She'll be right in the contest. She gets the right run and Reese Jones' claim also helps. Four Rocket... Uh, sorry, uh, 13 Rocketeer Girl. Her fourth on debut at Canterbury. A solid effort when she tried to settle on speed. She held on pretty well. If she gets any sort of control here, she might dash away in the turn and be off and gone. She'll be hard to beat for sure. And 15 Vincetta, I did like her run when she made a return at Warwick Farm, coming from back in the field to run third, where she gets to in the run and the tempo 
uh, might be against her, but she can only be improved. She'll run well here. I've gone eight, Leandra, in race three. Eight, ten, thirteen, and fifteen. Okay, Mitch Keen on thirteen here. Rocketeer girl, thirteen to beat eight, Leandra. Uh, puts 15, Vincetta in for third, and number 10, Moonlight Grace for fourth. So Mitch Manners, race three, 13, 8, 15, and 10. We get on to race four at Canterbury this afternoon. 20 minutes past five for the Furphy handicap if you're game. And a benchmark 64 here, Munns, three-year-olds and four-year-olds over the 15.50 metres. Race four, Canterbury. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere, Richard. Uh, Wallinga Freefall here is our toppy, and it is a $3.40 chance, and that price makes it favourite. African Daisy at $5. Bat Out of Hell is an $8 chance. Mystic Mermaid at $9. King Charles, well, he is operating at the moment. King Charles, good morning to him. He's probably tuning in to Sky Thoroughbred Centre a little later. $41. Blue Skin is a $13 chance. Super Chilled is out. The deduction there, $0.04 cents a win and $0.06 cents a place. Mandalong Cash for Gary Nixon. I'll tell you what, he had one yesterday at Gosford. It was $6.50 into favourite in the first race there and got the custard. Uh, Mandalong Cash is a $15 chance. Glowing Gold at $11. Maritima is out. $0.02 cents a win and $0.04 cents a place. Samana at $4.00. Star Mission at $34.00. Cushy is out, no deduction. And Dash, 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 who ran at Gosford yesterday, is out. One set the win and nothing the place. Uh, best supported runner here is Bat Out of Hell uh, for Gary Portelli, albeit is $7.50 out to $8.00 this morning. So that shows you it's not the busiest betting race. There's support this morning for Samana, uh, who went up $4.40. Tommy Berry. Back at the races today, uh, it's the second pick. And third pick is the toppy in Wallinga Freefall. Uh, three starts for three wins for Chris Lees in Australian Bloodstock. Yeah, what leads here, boys? Samana sat outside leader last start. Could end up in front by default here. Mandalong Cash will come across with Samana. Glowing Gold could kick up. Wallinga Freefall could lob into a perfect spot here. Uh, Luke, bat out of hill. Uh, got some uh, decisions to make early to get across from that barrier. But I think Samana, Mandalong, Cash will control the tempo. I don't think they'll go that hard. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind this unbeaten horse, Ray. Willinga Freefall. Mm. I know he, he comes off country form to this uh, city race. However, Chris Lees can do this. Um, he takes them through the grades, educates them. He's looked a big, strong horse that um, hasn't got to his right distance yet. Uh, I think 15.50 is ideal. And as Ray mentioned, he does look to map perfectly. So I'm happy to go with him. 11 Samana. Uh, it was a good job there last start at Goulburn. Sat outside the lead. They went uh, nearly four lengths above benchmark. Uh, the tempo of the race was quite fast. So uh, I think it's capable of uh, going on with it. I thought that Star Mission was big odds here, guys. Number 12. Um, considering Samana's $4 and Star Mission's out of the same race in 34, that just looks wrong to me. So I want to include it as um, the best roughie on the program. And number two, African Daisy. I think Nash will um, will send it forward, and it can be right there. That uh, debut win first up at Scone was very soft, and then she was six weeks between runs last start at Canterbury and what I think is a good race behind Sweet Mercy and Kuklara. So I think she's got to fit in somewhere. Keen on the one, though. Uh, I think could drift, but um, it's going to be hard to beat, Ray. One, 11, 12, and two for me. 
Yeah, agree, Luke. I'm with Willinger free fall as well. Gets a perfect run, I think, from his the barrier draw. And the way this race sets up, he'll get every possible chance. And like you, I thought he showed at the end of 1,400 metres, carrying 60 at tonne carry last start, that he'll have no issue going out to 15.50 today. If anything, I think he'll appreciate it. He's out of a Savabil mare, so you'd think he'd get over further. He, all he can do is win. He's had three starts. He's won each of them well, and he's certainly going the right way. And that race set up perfect for Willinger a free fall again. I think he's the one to beat. From the sixth blue skin, uh, look, I was hoping for a, a bit of a bigger push from Gerald this morning, to be fair, but I can see Gerald's point. He might be a big track horse, but, gee, I thought there was a lot to like about what he did at Newcastle first start, coming from back in the field and swamping food a late. He gets out to 15.50 second up. That's no issue. Maybe Canterbury isn't ideal for him, and race tempo might not also be in his favour, but I think he's a horse... Definitely worth watching and can go on from it from here. 11, Samana, for all the reasons that Luke mentioned, did do a good job at Goulburn there, seeing outside leader dominating the race. The format of that race has held up too with Hide Your Heart winning since. Nice filly going through her grades well. And 9, Glowing Gold, also from the Kieran Ma David Eustace stable, a stable mate of Samana. The one that's last two deserves its chance in city grade. In the fourth, 1, Willinga Freefall, to maintain his unbeaten record. 1, 6, 11 and 9. One on top as well for Mitch. Number one, Willinga Freefall to get the cash to beat number 11, Samana. Four, Mystic Mermaid and two, African Daisy. One, 11, four and two for Mitch in race four. This is the Canterbury preview on New Year's Day. Ray Thomas, Luke Marley, Glenn Munsey, a short break and back with a good look at the Canterbury Quaddy. Sky Sports Radio, number one in racing. Heard throughout the state, including Kyogle on 88.0 FM. Aladala on 87.6 FM. Yes on 107.9 FM. And Wollongong on 13.14 AM. Lano, what's in the box? That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's an espresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing, get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide. From kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big. But what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale, on now. Bingley, better living every day. Australia's favourite windows and doors. Oh, excuse me, I just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at. Ah, uh, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian-made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Since 2018, 36 Group 1 winners could have been bought for $100,000 or less at an English sale. That's 44% more than the nearest Australian auction house. Where will you be in 2023? Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Ramwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. There's a new place to get it all on tap. 
and it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing, touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game, Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game, a bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref, and this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1-800-858-858. Coming to the rise now, it's Steely. Jojo is a man beating off Mark Snell. Bethancourt's had enough. Bullfinch has had the tempo to suit running on. Jojo is a man at the 200. Is two lengths clear from Bullfinch is trying to rope it back. But Jojo is a man going strongly again, Jojo. And here's the double in a week. Bullfinch running home into a clear second. Almania late. Jojo is a man does it again. Beats Bullfinch. And Almania is the eye-catching run probably the meeting in third followed by purple sector yeah that was the Maroubra mile from Ramwick yesterday uh, Munns Jojo was a man I'm, I'm assuming not the greatest result for the tab he had that race one a little way out yeah and um, it was a race there Richard um, I spoke to the boys in the office yesterday and uh, and they were happy to sort of uh, take Jojo as a man on and uh, he was well supported because he, he, he touched $5 and probably just before the jump he was into probably around about a $4.40 chance. He does love Randwick, Jojo as a man. He, uh, he, he just seemed to be a horse that took a few runs to get fit but he's really put it together. For any horse to be able to win two twice in seven days is a magnificent effort. Yeah, he is in, uh, he's in great form and he's won a stack of money for the owners now. They're Obviously, very famous colours. Just have a look at what kind of money he has won now. $400,000 and upwards of that after yesterday. And there's, there's more to come. He's a, he's a great horse for those, those connections there. The Tate family, the Neat family and others. Let's get on to uh, the next race here at Canterbury today. And race five, Munns will be the Castelvecchio. First yearlings handicap. He was racing just yesterday, wasn't he, Castelvecchio? Anyway, a benchmark 64 over the 1,900 metres is the first leg of the quaddy. Yeah, the red pen's got to work out here. We start with Handsome, uh, who's out one cent the win and one cent the place. Wongehu is out nine cents the win and eight cents the place. Rock the Bells is out, nothing the win and one cent the place. Our first actual starter is Trust the Process, and it's a $6 chance. Dragon Dream at $15. Zeus on Boy is out 15 cents the win and 13 cents the place. JF Thunder at $11. Mars is a $17 chance. The Maxinator at $16. Al Belfi is out, no deduction. Thousand Years is out, won at Gosford yesterday. One cent the win and three cents a place. Island Bay Boy with the winkers off today at $34. Grabini is a $2 favourite here. Makasa at $16. Mighty Willie is a $7 chance. Portnoy, Zach Lloyd, your rider there if you didn't have it, at $13 and scratch the remaining runners. Just Business, $0.05 cents a win and $0.05 cents a place. Real Peace, Freckles, he goes to Warwick Farm Wednesday, $0.04 cents a win and $0.04 cents a place. Do Well Legend, no deduction. And Isla, who ran at uh, Gosford yesterday, $0.01 cent the win and nothing the place. Complete one-way traffic here for Grabini. I think punters are looking to get their cash back from Gosford the other day. Uh, $2.80 was taken at 25 past 7 this morning and all of the scratchings were out at that time. It got into a $1.90 and it's back to $2 now. Yeah, what leads here, boys? I think there's enough speed here to give some of these back markers, particularly Grabini, their chance. Portnoy probably finds a fence and leads. Macarsa likes to roll forward. JF Thunder, it looked horrible on the map originally, way out there, Jordan Gate 20, but... 
with this field halved from scratchings, just 10 runners now. He may go forward as he did last start at Kyneton where he led. Where does the favourite get, Luke? Probably midfield. I, I dare say just needs clear galloping room for Brabini. The tempo should be solid enough. Yeah, I don't want to try and forecast where he'll be after last start. I, I couldn't mm. believe how he ended up last uh, at the top of the straight last time. But uh, it was a puzzling steer. But I think he should win this race. Um, mm. he, he absolutely charged home and he ran the best last 200, best last 400 of the meeting. He should have won the race. And I think from the draw, Chad can dig him out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's sort of looking for the 1-1 here, guys. And if he gets into that position... Um, he should be too big, too strong, and I think he's a promising staying type for the future, Grabini. Um, I thought he was the best all day. Number four, Trust the Process, was sensational at Canberra last start. Um, three wide, no cover. 63 and a half on his back. Um, finds Nash gate one. Uh, I think he, he's going to run well for sure. 15, Mighty Willie. Third up at 1,900. I think he's ready to do something. And 16, best of the others for mine, Port Noy. I thought would probably look for the front, and box on solidly but I think he's got too much class his favourite 13, 4, 15 and 16 right yeah I think bad luck's his main danger Luke Rubini what he has got this three year old is a, a really good turn of foot late in his races and for a horse who's going to get out over a middle distance that's going to be a huge advantage for him we saw that at Newcastle when he won his maiden he stormed home late to run down Juma and then last out at Gosford has been well documented he didn't have much luck but he really closed fast late, and that turn of foot, I think, is the key here, and just needs clear galloping room from the turn. 13, Grabina, one of the better bets today as well. I think 16, Port Noise, a bit underrated, and uh, Richard and Will Freeman have got this four-year-old racing quite well. Comes out of a strong race at Wyong last, I think. The winner there, Master copies a horse of the future, and Port Noy led for a long way, held on and run fourth. Gets any sort of control here up front, might take running down. Agree for trust the process was an eye-catcher last start. The Bryce Hayes stable having a good run. And 15 Mighty Willie, I know he's been disappointing and costly, but gets uh, a nice run here from the good draw. Third up uh, can improve. But 13 Grabini, I think, as I said, bad luck is his main danger. 13, 16, 4 and 15 in race 5. Mitch seeing it the same way, 13 Grabini to beat, 4 Trust the Process, 5 Dragon Dream and 15 Mighty Willie. 13 to 4, 5 and 15 for Mitch in race number 5. Let's go into race number 6, gents. And this is our feature, the $160,000 listed Kia Canterbury Sprint going over the 1,200 metres here. Much, much better the, uh, the scratching, a field of 9 here months. Starting with Rangers, who's a $10 chance? Vangelic, back at the races today at $11. I am me, looking for four wins in a row this time in, $1.70 and favourite. Southern Lad, for a stable we said yesterday, there is on fire, Danielle Sieb, and she's had a lot of luck with the champion thoroughbreds also since they've come to the stable. Winker's off for Southern Lad today at $26. Dragonstone is a $7 chance. Surreal Step at $31. Snippy Fox, the winkers go on, the blinkers come off, and it's a $12 chance. Much, much better is out. Two cents a win and one cent the place. Space Boy, a $7 pop, and Invincible Kiss at $51. Uh, best supported runner here is I Am Me. It's been 170, 175, 170. Clearly the top pick here. Second pick is Dragonstone, and third pick is Space Boy.
Be really interested in this, won't it? What Tommy Berry does on IME. Space Boy, we heard from Gary Portilli. They want to be urgent early. It'll go forward. I'm sure it'll hold the fence. Um, Invincible Kiss, Vangelic. Even Rangers have good early tactical speed. Um, Tommy Berry said he didn't want to be stuck three wide without cover around the circle. That's probably the key, but three starts back at Rose Hill. She did take a sit off speed and went straight past them. And if Tommy can find some cover, uh, she might just get run of the race here, I am Luke. Yeah, that's right, Ray. Um, I think it is a slightly awkward draw for her. If he might have to burn her to get across, or as you said, just try and tuck in behind. I think either way, she's... She's a class act. Um, she's hard to t- tip against here, and I certainly won't be. Uh, the the time she ran last start with that of a, a Group 1 horse. Um, she ran a, her last three furlongs in 10.96, 11.02, 11.24 being eased down, 107.77 overall. So I am me for me. I love reminding the better half that she got beaten on this in a maiden at Goulburn. How do you think that goes down? Uh, <laughs> Not well. It doesn't, it doesn't go down real well. But she, she was a bit fiery early days and uh, and did a lot wrong. But she's really uh, the the full product now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her in a race starting with E guys uh, later in the year. Number one Rangers, the danger. Five Dragonstone had no luck last start, and number nine Space Boy. I think she's a good mare. Three, one, five, and nine. Yeah, I'm with her too. I think bad luck again is probably her main danger, but I think she's good enough to overcome even that and for all the reasons that Luke mentioned and including that win at Randwick last night. I know there was a fierce tailwind up the straight, but 1777, they don't run much faster for the Randwick 1200 and Dehorn Unicorn came out yesterday and just franked that outstanding IME form. She is flying. She's very, very good. She'll break through at stakes level. I think Five Dragonstone can run a much better race. He's just had no luck in his last couple. As Mark Newham said, he just wants to see this horse get to the outside with clear galloping room. And he can rip home with some really good sectionals, Dragonstone. So he'll run a much better race here. One Rangers didn't have the best of luck in the razor sharp. He was wide without cover, but wasn't beaten far. First up, he'll improve off that. And uh, number nine, Space Boy. Uh, broke the clock here at Canterbury two runs back and he'll be leading for a long way. He'll make this an exciting contest. But three IME, she's the draw card today. Looking forward to seeing her in the Canterbury sprint. Three, five, one and nine. Mitch's numbers here, three, one, seven and five. IME to beat Rangers. Seven Snippy Fox and five Dragonstone. Three, one, seven, five for Mitch in our feature of the day. On to race seven. We go at Canterbury this evening, the Twilighter. And Munn's race seven is a benchmark 72 for the Phillies and Mares over 1,100 metres. Yeah, and for people that may want to back uh, IME in that race starting with an E uh, this year, uh, it's a $34 chance it's in the market. Uh, that pre-noms market is available at TAB. But uh, race number seven here, Fear Nought, was uh, scratched yesterday and uh, scratched out of a race today, but runs here, is a $6 chance. Super bright with Equicast on, which is uh, like a bandage-type uh, situation on the hoof. It's a $4.60 chance. Esson, if you backed it yesterday, you'd be... Uh, Wanting to follow it, it went very well yesterday. Uh, out 14 cents a win and 12 cents a place. Girl Mania at $9.50. Diamond Dealer is out, no deduction. Zarina Sophia at $3.50. That price makes it favourite. Mariana is out, 5 cents a win and 6 cents a place. Luna Rocks with the nose roll on for the New South Wales Tycoons. They had another winner yesterday, and their man TK sent me a message straight after that horse won in Brisbane. And he tells me now they've had 15 
individual horses start and they have registered 20 wins for the the racing league there so they have lunar rocks here and it is uh, has a nose roll on today and it's a seven dollar chance hollywood gossip at twenty six dollars my eloise ran yesterday's out five cents a win and five cents a place the unicorn with the earmuffs pre-race and the blinkers come off at five dollars flying shelly ran yesterday's out six cents a win and seven cents a place euros with the blinkers on at nine dollars and fifty cents best supported runner here is lunar rocks uh they've pushed it from 650 out to seven today it did go up as much as 13 dollars, but there's a stack of scratchings but 650 out to seven today and is best supported runner this morning and that just goes to preview with the uh, the micro ownership situation uh, with the number of owners there if they all have something on it it's going to easily be the best supported runner uh second pick is the you know actually second pick is arena sophia and today it's been 340 out to 350 and third pick is the unicorn who's been six into five this morning yeah, a bit of speed here, boys. I think the Unicorn probably finds a fence, crosses Euros and leads. Hollywood Gossip might slide across, settle outside the Unicorn. Lunar Rocks will be right there. Girl Mania might get the nice trail just behind that front four, and they'll, they'll run along here, Luke. Yeah, they will, Ray. Interesting race. The Unicorn, he bolted last start in Melbourne. He's been back to the trials, blinkers off, and earmuffs pre-race, just trying to settle him down. I want to give Luna Rocks another chance here, here guys. She had cardiac arrhythmia first up. She was backed off the map like her number was already in the fl- uh, in the frame. And it's just a complete forgive. So um, I-, I want to give her a go here in race number seven. Eight on top, Luna Rocks. To beat two, super bright. I was impressed with that recent trial. Um, just has to navigate an awkward draw, but I think she can go back and uh, really rip home. Ray mentioned the speed. It should be strong enough for her. I thought Four Girl Mania uh, was some sort of value. First up, two preparations ago, was beaten half a length by Norwegian Bliss at 1,100 metres, so it's the same setup here. And uh, six best of the others, Serena Sophia, unbeaten, but I, I think this is a bit tougher. So um, I want to take her on slightly as favourite. Eight, two, four, and six for me, race seven. Yeah, I'm going with Sarina Sophia, but I concede your point. This is a, a much tougher race than what she's been up against, but she just looks a filly with so much upside. And we heard from Gerald Ryan earlier, he does rate Sarina Sophia. And her win at Wyong was, was excellent, circled the field, stormed home, one will and one with authority over 1,000 metres, out to 1,100 here. The, the pace will suit her. She'll be back probably second half of the field, but we know she can sustain a long run, and I just think she's a filly with a real future. Six, Sarina Sophia on top. From four, Girl Mania, um, uh, she did trial really well at Warwick Farm the other day, just before Christmas, and as Luke said, she's performed well fresh previously. She's a big watch here. Uh, two, Super Bright, will be suited by the speed. Watch for her charming home, and I also give eight, Luna Rocks a really good chance yes she can prove as Luke mentioned didn't have much go her way first up at Hawkesbury 6-4-2-8 Zarina Sophia on top 6 on top here for Mitch Zarina Sophia to beat number 2 Super Bright puts number 11 the Unicorn in for 3rd and 1 Fear Nought so 6-2-11 and 1 for Mitch in race 7 8th and last at Canterbury tonight will be the Tab Handicap and Munns we finish off with a benchmark 72 at the 1200 metres yeah, and we're starting with Four Valor here, who is a $5.50 chance. French Marine is out, no deduction. He's a hot shot, scratched yesterday to run here, $3.40. 
and that price makes it favourite. Walk and talking, Jenny Duggan, your rider there. It's a $9 chance. Silent Agenda, Jason Collett, the rider there, at $16. Valmaster outran yesterday, $0.22 cents a win and $0.15 cents a place. Fear Nought outruns earlier, $0.04 cents a win and nothing the place. Ringmaster is a $6 chance. Lease, uh, back at the races as a gelding, has winkers on and the blinkers off, $9.50. Capistel, scratched yesterday, runs here at $9. Operative is out, no deduction. Cheerful Legend, tongue tie on, the winkers off, the cross nose band off. It's a $7.50 chance. Twice as special. I nearly fell over and went settled third on the fence yesterday. Uh, seven cents a win and seven cents a place. Captain George, Tommy Berry, a half kilo over at this stage. A tongue tie on at $11. And Send Me a Legend is out. No deduction for it. Most popular runner here at this stage is Cheerful Legend, albeit 7 out to 7.50 this morning. The best supported runner today is Ringmaster. It's $7 into $6 this morning. And third pick is the favourite in He's a Hot Shot. Yeah, probably leads. He's a hot shot here from its good gate. Four Vela probably hasn't got the speed to cross. He's a hot shot, but should settle outside. Walk and talking. They might look to be urgent early. Luke and try and get across into a position. Captain George will hold the rail, and Ringmaster won't be too far off from there. It'll be a solid enough tempo, Luke. Yeah, you're right, Ray. And uh, Jenny Duggan, that rider for Walk and Talk, and I wish Julia Prestis the best. Uh, she had a mm. horse flip over on her uh, during the week. She'd normally ride this galloper. I've actually gone with Four Vela. I know he's probably going to race in a negative position, that being outside the lead. Um, but he's just a tough horse, uh, and I think he can. I think he can do it. He's trialling super. Uh, he trialled with Vernelli recently and and looked the goods. So I think with Nash on, he'll, he'll ride him positively. And if he ha if he does have to take his medicine and sit outside, he's a hot shot. I think he's tough enough to be able to uh, still run very very well and and hopefully win. Three is the danger for mine. He's a hot shot. He is going super. Um, very tough. He'll be on speed and give a sight. Eight ringmaster I had to include here fresh. I thought that was a hidden trial, his most recent one. And uh, I think he's going uh, particularly well. Ten best of the others, Capistella. I think she can sprint well here first up. One, three, eight, and ten to round out the program. Yeah, Luke described it as a hidden trial. That's exactly what it was, ringmaster. He was bolting third the fence all the way up the straight. Then that king of Sparta trial. He officially ran eighth, beaten three and a half, but he went for line untested, came off a really good trial at Canterbury prior to that. Didn't come up in the spring. Um, the wet tracks certainly were against him, and we heard from Michael Friedman earlier, Luke, that he just didn't think the Colt uh, bounced through his Brisbane winter campaign and looked in good order for the spring, but he certainly come up in much better order uh, this preparation. Those two trials, I think, run of the race stuff, they'll roll along here he should get back off that uh, first four or five with a lovely run and this is a horse who was stakes place as a two year old and ran very well in a group one behind She's a Belt, he's got ability, ringmaster for mine in the last at good odds uh, he's a hot shot, loves Canterbury hasn't won here but seven starts five placings, he'll be on speed giving himself every chance one four valour, similar on speed hard to beat and four walk and talking in a rich vein of form but I like Ringmaster at the odds in the last eight, three, one, and four. Looking at Mitch's numbers here late in the day, goes with number three. He's a hot shot. One of his better bets of the day to beat number one for Valor. 
eight ringmaster and four walk and talking so three one eight and four for mitch yeah race uh, race eight number three is mitch's best of the day waiting late for he's a hot shot well gents a look there at the canterbury form for this afternoon a good looking twilight array what are you what are you making your best on the day yeah, I think I am me short enough, but gee, you can't tip against her race six, number three. I do like race five, number 13, Grabini, but I think oh, the whole country's on him at the moment. And in the last, Ringmaster, about $6, race eight, number eight, might be good value. Okay, uh, Luke, what are you most bullish on today? Yeah, I think uh, ditto with Ray. Uh, race five, number 13, Grabini will be getting the money. And I'll nominate race four, number one, Willinga Freefall as well. Uh, I'm a fan of that horse. Okay. Well done, gents. Nice pleasure. I just, some, I just had some scrambled eggs arrive. Oh, lovely. Right. So, um, Outstanding. I've got yeah, the uh, the better half's cat um, looking over the balcony. <laughs> it's not that bad, mate. It's a new year. Don't jump. He's, he's just looking <laughs> over the edge. Come back, Tiger. <laughs> it's not that tough. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's going to get better. Oh, well, anyway, Karina's off to the right start there with those scrambled eggs. They're very, very good. So I Gets shan't be compl com complaining. <laughs> That's right. Um <laughs> Months, anything to add before we look at a, a Flemington program today? No, no not fortunate uh, to be uh, in the situation that you are, Richard. I, I've only got about a two-and-a-half-step walk to the fridge, though, to uh, uh, partake in a beautiful beverage uh, when we have the ad break here to get ready for Flemington. <laughs> out of, just out of the, is, it the, is it the office you're in, or where is it? Yeah, the office and at the back, but uh, I, I do have a fridge in it. Aren't okay. you glad you asked, Richard? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that went really well, Too that good part money. of the preview. Yeah. Too good Thank money. you, Luke. Thank you, Ray. We'll do it again soon. And uh, Luke, um, we'll have a chat. We'll do a bit of a, bit of a behind the gates. Haven't heard back from the guys at the tab yet. Hopefully there's someone in there today and they can actually register our behind the gates multi that just came up short yesterday. Kettle Hill. What are you doing, Kettle Hill, anyway? Yes. We'll see how we oh, go Richard, there. how many times do you have to be told about I Melbourne know. horses coming yeah. to Sydney uh, I, I've convinced Luke. Yes. Well, hang on. It, 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 maybe you might want to touch base with D. Flindell because it was his selection. But, but the behind-the-gates multi, no one takes blame if we go under. It's just one of those things. Yeah, let me just have a look here. I'm looking at the system, Richard, uh, to see whether uh, behind-the-gates multi is actually loaded. And I don't want to cause you any distress. Uh, but mm. I can't see it in the system at the moment. So uh, uh, they may have well, to can be your, Can your people speak to their people and make something happen? Uh, yes, uh, I can tell you there's uh, the Jockey's Challenge is open. Uh, Nashville Willow, the favourite in the Jockey's Challenge at Canterbury, 240. Tommy Berry, who's back today at 340. Dylan Gibbons at 5. Jason Collett at 650. Brenton Abdullah, he had a horrible day yesterday. And just to put some icing on the cake, he got knocked down right on the winning post in the last, just to put the, <laughs> the icing on the cake. Uh, uh, it's a, he's $13. Hope you have a better day today, Gun. Uh, any other jockey, 21 Zach Lloyd, 34 And Chad Schofield, $41. The number of wins. Nash to ride two or more winners at 260 Three or more winners at 9 And four or more winners at $51. But a uh, uh, bit of money coming through here for Samana, guys. Uh, post the, the 9 o'clock section. So it's into $3.70 now in race number four. Still uh, Wallinga free for the favourite, but Samana, a bit of money straight after nine o'clock, which is always a good sign. Ray, Luke, thank you guys. We'll do it again soon. Happy New Pleasure, Year, boys, boys, and happy New Year, all listeners.
and uh, we'll take a short break here, Racing HQ. On New Year's Day, public holiday edition, wherever you're listening, it's lovely to have your company trying to find some winners on a busy racing day around the nation. A break, and back with Dean Lester and Mark Hunter, their thoughts and selections for Flemington today. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Lalo, what's in the box? That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's an espresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing, get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide, from kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big, but what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale, on now. Bingley, better living every day. The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organise our lives. It's packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports research into the treatment, prevention and cure of breast cancer. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, the diary that saves lives. Buy one for yourself and the special women in your life. Hey breeders, heading to the upcoming sales? Don't risk your horse's condition. Make sure you use Poseidon Animal Health Stress Paste. Packed with nutrients that will allow your yearling to continue to eat throughout the sale, Stress Paste ensures that they get the extra gut support they need. It's your insurance policy to protect your preparation work. Visit Poseidon's new thoroughbred website at poseidonthoroughbred.com. That's poseidonthoroughbred.com. Poseidon Animal Health. Powering performance from within. Australia's favourite windows and doors. Uh, excuse me, I just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at. Ah, uh, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian-made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. 11 past nine. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year's to you as we start to look towards Melbourne racing today. Busy day uh, around Victoria. Burren Beach Racing. Hanging Rock, there's a Merton Picnic, Mornington and Flemington hold centre stage uh, with a couple of stakes races on the program. And it's a great pleasure and uh, to welcome in the guys who normally join us for this uh, this forum talk. And I'll speak of Dean Lester and Mark Hunter. Dean, firstly, a very happy new year to you. Welcome to 2023. Thank you, Richard. Happy new year to you. Happy new year to all the Sky Sports Radio listeners and uh, hopefully find a few winners. What did we make of um, the Valley yesterday? Any, any highlights? I suppose, I know, well, Croatian Belle, it looks like she's off to the Gold Coast with a big group of ladies going with her. She won well enough. She's a little professional. She seems to do everything right. Uh, the whirlwind of the Gold Coast might be a different sort of story with the big field, but she's uh, earned a chance to have a go. And uh, I think She Dances was the highlight. She just gets better with racing. She, uh, she put them away easily yesterday and... Uh, She's going to have a little fresher now, name up at a couple of stakes races through February. Okay, Mark Hunter joining us. Mark, a happy new year to you. How'd you see in the new year? 
No, pretty quiet, Richard. Pretty quiet. Uh, those days are long, long gone. I have to get up and work, so it's um, very mellow now. It feels like Bjorn Baker's the only one who's, who's got past 12 o'clock and who has spoken to. Why am I not shocked by that? But anyway, um, let's look at Flemington today. Eight races, 10 minutes past one. Glenn Munsey, welcome back with, uh, with these tab prices and a yeah, good-looking program to have a look at here, Munz. Yes, and uh, Happy New Year to uh, Dean and Mark. And, uh, well, it's just, just given that uh, many winners for both of them throughout the year. So uh, let's rip into Flemington here. And the first today, Croatian Bell, who won yesterday, is out. So we've got Bolsheviks, who was scratched yesterday in the Croatian Bell race, runs here at $12. Clandoro at 12 exploring $2.30, and that price makes it favourite. Extremely Wicked is out. Migratory is out. Miss Aria at 7 Ode de Joy at $3.10. And Picky is a $6.50 chance. Our best supported runner here is Exploring, has six times the amount of money on its nearest rival, which is owed to Joy. Well, Dean, Godolph and James Cummings, they pick their way through these two-year-olds and Exploring debuts here. Yeah, she does, Richard, and uh, she might make a winning uh, debut here, uh, Exploring. feel very old. The first horse over strap was a horse called Exploring. Um, and uh, the name... Uh, Resonates on, and this is a lot faster than the old exploring. Uh, she's precocious. She runs along up on the speed, and uh, I think she'll take a lot of running down. Conversely, Miss Aria was well beaten by exploring in a jump out, but she looks quite strong. Subsequent uh, effort at Werribee was good, and I think she can run well. Eight Ode to Joy is really hard to get a handle on because she's under a big hold in her jump outs, her most recent one especially. Barrier one down the straight. Depends whether the babies come here. If they come down the centre, it's a disadvantage for her. And picky, bit green, but there's certainly some ability there. Might be next best, but I've put them in four, seven, eight, and nine. I think exploring a win. Uh, liked its jump out, ran good time, looked to have a bit left to offer. I thought it could get control of this race and just dictate and win here to beat number eight. Oh, to Joy, who's probably the only real query in the race, hasn't been let go. Uh, looks like it's got a bit left there. Seven, Miss Aria. Well-bred, a couple of good jump-outs. The, the most recent one was good, but worried about the format of that trial and nine picky. We went okay in a recent jump-out. I just saw exploring was a bit sharper and a bit better. I think four can win here, four, eight, seven, and nine. Rightio, let's get on to the second race on the day, the uh, the Flemington meeting here. And race two, Munns, is for the three-year-olds here, a benchmark 70 over the 1,400 metres. We're taking out number five, Calico Jack, leaving a field of eight three-year-olds here for race two. Yeah, starting with Hennessy Ladd here for Peter Moody, and it is a $3 chance. Prairie Flower is a $9 chance. Michelotti at $51. Magna Spin is a $14 chance. Calico Jack is out. It might have been a late scratching. I didn't have it. Uh, yeah, it well, got... Beg your pardon? Yeah, it was. Uh, 8.49. Oh, right. Oh, well, I'm not going crazy uh, to start <laughs> the year. Uh, Delightful Shecky is a $71 chance. Flashing Steel at 21 Capital Express at $6. And the favourite is the bottom one in a Papillon Club. And it is a $2.20 chance. Uh, best supported runner is the bottom one here, Papillon Club. And it has well, about three and a half times the amount of money on Hennessy Lad. First markets that went up, uh, Hennessy Lad went up the 280 favourite. Papillon Club went up 310. Uh, but uh, by 
yesterday, Papillon Club was into favouritism at 280 and Hennessy Ladd had got to 310. They went up 230-360 this morning and with the scratching of Calico Jack, uh, they both come in a fraction. But Papillon Club, easily best supported runner in the second. Who do you like, Mark? Papillon Club. Richard, I think it's a two-horse race, top and bottom. Uh, there was a terrific win first up. That wide just kept coming and got stronger and just powered away, I think. The four and a half kilo weight difference just might tell here at the finish. So Papillon Club to win to beat number one, Hennessy Lad, who will spear forward, get up the front. It's just one of those moody improvers. It'll be hard to run down. Take your pick after that. Number four, Magnus Spin. Not suited. Backing trip last time gets a good run from the draw. And three, Michelotti, who didn't fire up the straight, but fitter is a better horse than that. Nine to beat one, then four and three. I'm just going the other way. I just think Hennessy Lad, uh, typical Moody, on pace, tough. Uh, will make his own luck. He's two from two. Papillon Club's 32 days between runs, and that's a very unusual pattern for this stable. I uh, just wonder if it had, had some sort of little setback. But uh, if it hasn't, uh, it was very impressive winning at Geelong, and it's the main danger. Capital Express, query at the trip that gets a cheap run, and uh, Prairie Flower, likewise a bit of a query at the trip, but... Ran into She Dancers and Ruben Noir last start, and they've both come out in one yesterday, so maybe that form's good enough to place over the 1,400, 1,9, 8-2. Going to race number three out of Flemington this afternoon, and we will have fillies and mares here in a benchmark 70 over the 1,400 metres. Number 11, the scratching, and a field of 11 here, Munns, the girls for race three. Yeah, our toppy here, Bell at Riche, and it is a $3.50 chance. Electric Bell at $19. Forest Diamond at $81. Rote to Arataki is our favourite at $3.40. And it didn't it went up equal favourite to $3.50 this morning. It's $3.40 favourite outright now. Charming Diet 15, no secret 13. State of Maine at 16. Jennifer Wish at $9. Long Time Dreaming at $34. Little Miss Gutza is a $14 chance. And Entremet is out. And Shuffle Dancer is a $6 chance. Uh, it was the best supported runner even before this morning. I'm speaking of Road to Arataki. It went up 350 second favourite, got to 380, 360, 350 earlier today, now 340. Clearly the top pick and one quarter of the investment has come on up this morning. Second pick is Bell et Riche here. Uh, as, uh, then no secret in Shuffle Dancer are the next two. Who are you with here, Dean? I'm with the uh, bottom one here, Richard, Shuffle Dancer. Uh, I thought the maiden win was good. I'm backing the speed map in a bit here. I think uh, the inside draws might control the speed here. If they get it right, they uh, they might have pinch a bit of a break on maybe the more talented like Road to Arataki and Ballet Riche. And for that reason, I'm going with the two fillies, Shuffle Dancer and Charming Die. I think they both get great runs. Charming Die's big odds off a good win at Sandown last start. When she got through, she sprinted hard and won well. Think she'll be somewhere in the finish again. As I mentioned, Road to Arataki is a good talent. She just always gives away big starts. Maybe Jamie Carr can get her in front of four or five. If she does, it'll make her task a lot easier. And Ballet Riche, former rounder's good. She runs well. Uh, two runs in have been excellent, but she does get back also from the wide draw. Just back notes on pace from good draws. 12, 5, 4, and 1. I like Road to, uh, Road to Arataki. Can see Dean's point about the speed map getting in an awkward spot with not great tempo, but with a good turn of foot, and I think it's two dry track runs that it's had in its life have been 
Fantastic. So we'll go with Rote to Arataki to out-sprint them here to beat number eight, Jennifer Wish. I'm hoping it might take the lead up from out wide. Uh, it's had the two from a spell. They've both been good. One, Ballet Rish. Got a chance. I wonder if it needs further. And 12, Shuffle Dancer. Coming off an easier race, but you know it'll keep improving and get a beautiful run from the draw. I like four to win, four, eight, one, and 12. Okay, takes us on to race four at Flemington today. Dean Lester, Mark Hunter with us to break down this meeting and their thoughts and tips. Race four months is the Victorian Jockeys Association Sprint. We'll have a benchmark 78 at the 1100 metres. Starting with Zorro's Dream here at $13. The Cat is a $19 chance. Deep Speed is out. Stripped back a $4 chance. We've got Sandy Prince at $8. Vermentino is a scratching, so is Mr. Moppet. We go down to number eight, Jungle Jim at $11. Cy is our favourite at $2.70. Pro Peace at $5. Well in sight for the... Uh, Patriot Bloodstock boys. I hope Anthony Manton got those owners their tickets. Uh, they rang him yesterday looking for get their tickets to go to the races today at $31. Dazzling Lucy is out on the last Napoleon at $26. Best supported runner here is Cy. 280 to 270 this morning with half the total investment on it coming today. Uh, it is three times as popular as stripped back and they're a long way ahead of the rest. Is Cy the one here, Mark? Got a chance. Richard, it's in the numbers. I found this a really even race. I'll go number 10, Pro Peace, who I think should have won at Sandown. If, if you reverse those barrier draws, I'm sure Pro Peace winds up and wins um, as Cy did there. Pro Peace looks like the 1,100 metres is no worries. It's one down the straight. I can just see it sitting behind that outside brigade and chiming in hard here to beat number five, Sandy Prince. Scratch from yesterday to run here has trolled well. Four strip back was a good win first up. Got a great chance again. And nine Cy, it can win. It was just, everything was tailor-made at Sandown. Drew Wide got into that beautiful three-wide train. The leaders were weak. It just had everything going for it. It has got a chance again, but a different setup here. Ten, five, four, and nine. I've got the same four numbers, but I'm pretty keen on strip back. Uh, I like that he's been kept fresh from that win at Warnable. I think that's when he goes best. Uh, he found the right ground, which might have flattered him a little bit, but, gee, he won with great authority. And I think he's drawn the perfect gate again to zip down the outside and be hard to beat. Uh, Pro Peace, uh, he should have won at Sandown. Uh, he just got held up in a real momentum race. He got held up at the wrong time. He's got a huge advantage uh, at the barrier draws this time to get that momentum down the outside. He's won down the straight at Flemington as a two-year-old. Uh, nine, Cy. Uh, the barriers are more against her this time. She drew out and just swept home to win at Sandown. Got the inside draw down the straight. And Sandy Prince has trolled up really well and he's going to get a good run, probably third or fourth, and be somewhere in the finish. But I like strip back four, ten, nine, five. We get on to race five at Flemington today. This is the Stud and Stable Staff Awards. And Munns will have a benchmark 70 here going over the Flemington 1,700 metres. Yeah, Signers Express won't be there. So our first runner is number two confrontational and it's a $19 chance. Hasseltoff at $4.20, and that price makes it favourite. Gone West is a $41 chance. Rambler Rebel is out. Brasada at $23. Accuse at 5 I'm a Shelby at $5.50. Oceanography at 6 Irish Butterfly at $51. Naboo Star at 10 Miss Cabaret is at $21. And Raj Niche 
is a $6 chance. Not the busiest betting race of the day, but Hassel Toff is the best supported runner here. Uh, 440 earlier this morning, now to 420. It's a breath in front of Accuse. Uh, Accuse has more money on it this morning than Hassel Toff. Uh, they're clearly the top two picks here in front of Oceanography and then Rajneesh. Who are you liking here, Dean? Uh, I'm going with uh, Accuse. Going to need a good ride from John Allen because uh, he could get crossed very quickly here and be fair way back on the inside. But it was a good win last start and he beat Hasseltoff, who won here last time out. And I'm trusting that form line. I think uh, they're two of the better chances. Um, Hasseltoff for second off the win last start. Slowly run race didn't really suit him, but he sprinted hard and he did a good job to win. And the slightly shorter trip, uh, I think, probably in his favour. 11, Naboo Star had no chance given the tempo of the race first up. Capable of improving sharply here, second up off a nice draw for him. And 9, Oceanography, who's going to be right up on the speed from a wide draw. The wide draws look as though they uh, take up the running here, and Oceanography can run well. But uh, for mine, probably the hardest race of the day, 7, 3, 11 and 9. Yeah, tough race. I'm going to go number 11, the Star. I liked it first up, and the race was just not run to suit, but got through the line quite well. I think Fitter out to 1,700 metres will run well to beat number 7, Accuse, who was a massive win first up and then given a beautiful ride second up to score. Good form, good form out of that race, got a great hope. I think 6, Prasada's a good little roughy. I think it's going well. It's missing the start. Uh, gets a senior rider on here, can improve. And 3, Hasseltoff. Just up to the 61 kilos, might pull it up, but did go well in the blinkers and likes Flemington. 11, 7, 6 and 3. On to race 6 we go. Flemington today, the first of the features. Race 6 is the Chester Manifold Stakes. Uh, good contest here over the 1,400 metres at listed level. And all tend to face the starter here months for race 6. Yeah, starting with Subconscious having its first start in Australia, and it is a $10 chance. Crosshaven at $9.50. Corner Pocket at $4.80. Looks like Elvis. Jared Austin's uh, got him down there, and it's a $10 chance. Catch-22 at $26. Nicolini Vito at $5. Biometric at 6 Paldoro is our favourite, and it's a $3.50 chance. Holbein at 41 and Stars of Caram, the roughy, at $151. Uh, best supported runner here is Paldoro, uh, with no scratchings here. He went up... Uh, a $4.60 chance, and since that point, he's been $3.70, today. Uh, it's, uh, second pick would be Looks Like Elvis has been ten nine ten. Third pick, Corner Pocket, has been four four twenty four sixty out to four eighty today. And then the next pick would be Biometric, who went up an $8 chance, was six fifty earlier today, is now $6. I suppose, Mark, maybe the right time for Paldora to have a crack at a race like this. Who are you with? I'm with Paldoro. I can't see why not. I think it's a really open race. There's not much between five or six of them, but just come back from a spell in great form. Not everything went right last start and still won. Draws wide. I just need some luck to beat number six, Nicolini Vito, who was a terrific win last start. Sit behind the speed, get every chance. I like the look of number one, Subconscious. It runs in America and its recent trial. Wouldn't shock to see it run very well. And then three corner pocket, who's getting fitter. We'll punch forward on the speed and should be just about ready to fire. But an even race, eight, six, one, and three. I'm going to go with number six, Nicolini Vito. Uh, looks a busy race early, and he's probably going to be back and have to duck and weave. But I like that he's settling in his races, and the dry track form is strong. And I think he'll run well again uh, to beat three corner pocket. Comes through the same form line. 
just didn't have that kick to get away from them second up, whether he just needed that run at 1,400. Goes well for Declan Bates. Uh, four looks like Elvis. 1,400 Flemington's absolute sweet spot for him. He'll run well. And Paldoro's in great form. It's a tricky draw. It's a harder race, but uh, he gets down in the weights off his last start win. He's going to be somewhere in the finish. But uh, on with Nicolini Vito, 6, 3, 4 and 8. Okay, let's get on to race seven at Flemington today. And the stayers get their chance here, Muns. The listed Baggett Handicap. And they're going over the 2,800 metres here. Numbers 5, 9 and 12 are coming out at the feature staying race on the card. Yeah, and Persan here is our favourite. And Toppy at $2.60. Sound is a $6 chance. We've got Regal Lion uh, goes uh, back down to Melbourne for Annabelle, and it's a $3.90 chance. San Umberto uh, is at $8. Team Captain's not there. Noble Heights is at $7.50. Vegas Knight at 13 Station 1 at 41 Protection money is out. True Marvel for Matty Smith there at $26. Winifer at $126. And in a for Hay is not there. Best supported runner in the toppy here, Persan. Already today, $2.80 into $2.60 with a quarter of the total investment having come for it this morning. Uh, it's doubled the investment of its nearest rival, which is San Uberto. Uh, it's actually $9 to $8 this morning, and it's doubled the investment of its nearest rival, which is Regal Lion. suppose, Dean, he doesn't have the 60 and a half for no reason here, Persan. That's right, Richard, and uh, last time out he beat everything that was on the minimum, so I just think uh, the, the turning point for him, he was going along okay, but in the Zipping Classic they rode him aggressively, and I just think it you know, woke him up a little bit, and he ran very well there, and he dominated last start per San, and I think he's a great chance of winning again. I think Regal Lyon, last time we saw him down here in the Herbert Power, he was coming off a 1,700-metre run, so he hadn't had the right preparation. But he's had those subsequent staying runs, and I think he's a good winning chance. Nobel Heights, second in the Packenham Cup to Kissinger, and then second here to Persan. He can run well. And uh, San Alberto, I think, is a bit of a project horse for the May Eustace Stables. Second run for them. Straight away took the nose roll off, put the blinkers on. Uh, I think he could run very well, because at his best, he's a good class stayer. One, three, six, and four. Young game with two hopes here, one and four. I'll tip number one per sound on top because you know what you're going to get. It's going to go forward. It's flying. It was too tough last time. And I think it's got most of the field covered. The one that I think is a huge danger is number four, San Huberto. It's, it hasn't, I would think it hasn't really been ridden to its uh, advantage in most of its Australian starts. It's not far off a real cup horse ability, this horse. It's gone to the Mar Eustace team. They didn't have much time with it before that first run. They've had a good deal of time with it since then. It's trialled well in the blinkers. I think it's a massive query. Um, after that, maybe number two, Sound, who was set a task last time, gets a cheap run here. And Team True Marvel, who I thought should have won last time we saw it down here. Craig Williams takes over, and it's a good stay with some chance at big odds. So one to win, but a massive query for one, four, two, and ten. Last of the day, we go to now Race 8 Flemington. The George Watson handicap here, Munns. We'll have a benchmark 70 1,400 metres here, last of the day, four-year-olds and upwards. Yeah, plenty of scratchings, but still the biggest field of the day here. Superazi, our toppy, is a $15 chance. Love and Laughs is not there. Al Verdon at $23. Mr Moneybags is not there. Corona Lad at $7.50. Hanadi is at $31. San Fabrizio at $16. Asian Legend 
at $8.50. Beaufort Park at 34 Drop the mic at 51 uh, Netanyahu not there. Victory Bay, our favourite, at $2.60. Lafargue is an $18 chance. El Cordobie's not there. Galactic Fury at $51. Our boy Brian is out. The Talking Toff at 126 Scratch the next two. And the bottom one, Obfuscation, is at $4.40. Best supported runner here is Victory Bay. Now, um, as much as uh, $3.10. This morning, now into $2.60 with just under half the total investment on it having come today. It's four times as popular as the bottom one, Obfuscation, uh, with the favourite firming. It's gone 4.20 out to 4.40 this morning. And they're a long way ahead of the toppy and Superazi. Uh, Mark, is it Q back in the rack by this stage or do you like something here? No, I think we're all on the same page here. Richard, I think Victory Bay will win. It was terrific last time against the shape of the race and... Gee, this race looks great. There's not a lot of speed on paper. You'd think Jamie Carr would fire it forward and just control the race, and I think it's clearly the one to beat here. I'll put number eight, ASEAN Legend, in for second, mainly because I've seen the rest and I know where they're at. Uh, this one here, hard to gauge off short course trials, but just respect on the overseas form. Six, Hanardi. Stable's going well, and Hanardi can poke along the inside of big odds and maybe run a place. And then 20, Obfuscation, who's going well. It's close to a win, but I do think this is a harder race. I mean, 12 will win, 12, 8, 6, and 20. Yeah, I agree. I think he's the best of the day, Victory Bay, and he's shortened, and he, I think he'll probably even start shorter than the uh, 260. I think uh, his run last start was outstanding. It was a slowly run race, and he was four wide. Uh, he probably didn't pay a huge penalty, but he just if he rolled 40 to 1, uh, he was the best last 200 of the meeting. Uh, here, as Mark said, there doesn't look a lot of pressure. He should take the race by the scruff and uh, be too good. I'm putting a real roughy in for second in Galactic Fury. Comes through the same race. Was totally unsuited by that tempo. Just hoping he rolls, even if he's three wide, three wide with cover and he just rolls because that's when he goes best. He could improve sharply. 20 obfuscation. Uh, racing well, as Mark said, slightly harder, but he keeps running well. And five, uh, Corona Lade, who's running well in this grade. 12, 15, 20 and five. Okay, thank you, gents. Uh, a good look there at the eight races from Flemington. Mark, um, your best in value on the day, please. We have the best, race eight, number 12, Victory Bay. The value, race five, number 11, Naboo Star. Sounds like, Dean, you're also saving the best to last year. Yeah, Victory Bay's my best, Richard, and my value was uh, back earlier in race three, number 12, Shuffle Dancer. Anything else around the place you like, Dean? Uh, a bit of self-interest in Perth, Richard. I've got... Uh, Horse called House of Serenity running in race seven in the summer scorcher. She's ready to go. Uh, she'll run very, very well. And uh, Horse called Mystery Island, he probably won't get a run in the cup, but he's in the last. And uh, gee, was unlucky last start. Uh, I'll be happy to be with him in the last and even a little something if he fluke getting a run in the cup. Okay, very good. And uh, Mark, we look away from Flemington today. Uh, Burrum Beat and Mornington, uh, a horse at each of those venues for the, for the listeners, it looks like. Yep, we'll go to Burrum Beat for the Cup. I think race eight, number one, Reserve Street, is the best horse in that race. It's ready to win after a couple back from a spell. And over to Mornington, I love this horse's trial here. Race two, number 10, Cold Love. I thought it would win that race. Okay. Dean, Mark, good on you guys. New Year's Day. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us as always, and we'll speak again this coming Saturday. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Cheers. Good on you, boys. Dean Lester and Mark Hunter, and uh, we'll get uh, Mark's selections out there across, across various social media platforms.
uh, for you if you're um, not listening to the show at this time. Well, away we go, Muns. Public holiday racing all around the place. We're into 2023. So far, so good, it, it feels. Early days, though. Yes, we've got this far, Richard, and uh, we're probably, probably better than most. Just those numbers uh, for Dean's tips in Ascot. How's the Serenity? It is race seven, number six. And the horse in the last, Mystery Island. So it's race nine, number five. And if it does get a run in the cup, which is race eight, uh, it is TAB number 18. It's a $41 chance in the cup at the moment. Uh, it's favourite in the last race there at $3.40. So race seven, number six, Hours of Serenity. Race nine, number five, Mystery Island. If it gets a run in the cup, it's race eight, number 18. But uh, at the moment, it's half past six in the morning at, in Perth. So we'll wait for the scratchings there. Jockey's Challenge today at Flemington. And I'll click on it for you and tell you that the market for the Jockey's Challenge has Jamie Carr as the 190 favourite over Craig Williams at 260. Of course, uh, Jamie was in Brisbane yesterday. Uh, Michael Dees at 650. We've got Ben Mellum and Daniel Stackhouse, 26 a pair. Jordan Charles and any other jockey, 31. And Declan Bates is a $51 chance. And the market there for the Flemington winners that you find on a today's specials, Jamie Carter ride two or more winners, 230, three or more winners at 750, and four or more winners at $41. So that is Flemington for today.